Blog Talk Radio. Your number one source for knowledge in the information age. High Frequency Radio Network. Doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio. You're, 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 you're listening to Yusuf L. On the baddest radio network on the planet. High Frequency Radio. All right, all right, all right. Y'all can hear me on on uh, on uh, blog talk. Y'all want to call in? Y'all want to talk to me? Number is four two four two 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 fifty two fifty two five four twenty nine ninety one. Your mic is open. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Peace to the God. Can you hear me? Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. I'm live streaming on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to join you on this old maiden board we got going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, you know, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the lab experimenting, right? So I'm like, okay. I said, you know, I think I can do a live stream and yeah. take phone calls and everything on Facebook. <laughs> who else is Who else is doing that? Anybody doing that? I'm Facebook. So, <laughs> and we on Facebook live, y'all taking phone calls, man. What's happening, man? What what we gonna talk about today, man? We gonna talk about this craziness, man, that's going on out here. What what what's up? So before we even dabble into that, I want to dabble into uh, a mutual TV show that we enjoy. Have you seen the okay. trailer for the for the new Lucifer? The new Lucifer. Uh, you like that? You like that show? Oh man, you put me on it. I'm hooked now. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good show. It's a good show. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm loving that. But uh, yeah, I guess we can go ahead, brother. Go ahead. No, no. I'm I'm just I ain't have nothing to say. I'm I'm testing this out. I'm taking phone calls. I'm letting y'all carry the conversation today. <laughs> Okay. Like I said, I was okay. just in the lab. I got a new studio I'm putting together, and uh, you know, uh, and let me let me let, let me let y'all look at my studio. I'm gonna let y'all look at my studio and everything. All right, so I'm I'm gonna talk while you while you're showing your studio, if you don't mind, brother. I'm just putting it together and everything. So I I kind of wanted to dive in. I kind of wanted to That's dive what I'm here to. That's what I'm here late doing. Hey, give me some headphones. These headphones are head. These headphones. That's been. It might be that's what I've been up doing. Say what? So it might be my headphone. My phone kind of jacked up. So I kind of wanted to dabble into because 
I got I, I had to find me another secure part group since I can't get back at yours. But hold on, man. Oh, hold on, man. Hold on. Before you go any further, that's kind of insulting. Let me see. Hold on, because it's like I got. I'm gonna let all these people in right now. If you are you, if you wait, are waiting wait, wait, to wait, get hang in, on. well, hang on. Let me let me go ahead and send my request for my. Yeah, update. send a request. Send a request. Okay. Send me the request. Uh, research secure for creditors HFR join group, and on this one, I'm Christ. Christ. Man, this right here, this is tied to death, man. Oh my God. I'm like, nope. okay, so you got like, uh, right here. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a talk why why you do that if you don't mind, brother. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so I was in this other group, and someone was asking about secure party. So the reason that you want to become a secure party, one, so you can put a claim on an instrument. You can have your instrument backed by a bond that has a registered mail number that's on file with the Treasury Department. And um, you don't have to worry about nobody stealing your instrument because you have a claim on it, a superior claim, first in line, first in time, UCC 3-306. So I just wanted to kind of answer that question. I know the person who has the question on this call. But let me me take it a little bit further because those are good reasons, but that's not the reason. That's not the reason. Let me tell you the reason. The reason people think that, you know, I, I hear like little comments like, oh, that's a scam and um, he's just trying to make money off people and things like that. You know, you hear all those things. Let me tell you why I never came up off of this. All right. It's because to understand why you want to be a secure party, the first thing you have to understand is, is the system commercial? Are we dealing with commercial matters? I came in through the criminal justice system. Okay, so the first thing in dealing with the courts in criminal cases, okay, I'm going to take this from a criminal case aspect, okay, because that's why I did it. I didn't do it to get free shit. I didn't do it right. to get the discharge mortgages and buy automobiles and all this shit that you hear people doing. I did it to protect my freedom, which is a big difference, okay? Right. So right. I did it dealing with criminal courts. Okay, now, why did I do it? Okay, in doing my study, the first thing you always hear people talking about is jurisdiction. All right, jurisdiction. What jurisdiction do the courts have? You have a right to know the jurisdiction that the court is operating under, under a protected right under the Constitution, under the Sixth Amendment. The Sixth Amendment gives everybody the right to know the nature and cause of any action. Now, those two words mean different things, nature and cause. They'll try to pass off, like, when you ask what the nature of the action is, they say, well, you got cause selling dope. Okay, I know what the cause of action is. I need to know the nature of the action. Okay, and there's only three jurisdictions. You have common law, equity, and admiralty. Okay, so it has to be one of those three. It's not common law. 
okay? But right. I'll tell you that straight up is not common law, okay? Because you got statutes, all right? It's not equity because equity will have like a, like a criminal type of uh, action. So the only one left that has a criminal action and can be used for contract is admiralty. So, right. you know, so you can go into the courtroom and ask them, okay? Now, admiralty is commercial. Admiralty is about liens and bonds and all that kind of stuff right there. And they don't call it admiralty anymore, but they call like here in Georgia, admiralty is Title 18. They don't call it admiralty. They call it creditor and debtor law. They give it another name. They just right. don't call it admiralty. All right? So once you do your research and you can come to the determination on that, okay, the nature of the system that you're operating in, Okay, like here in Georgia, we have under Title 17, 17.11.1, it tells you that they'll put a lien on all your property for all costs. I know what cost is. If you're an attorney looking, listening, I know. Okay, it talks about that in Admiralty, too. But what are the costs? What are the hidden costs? What are all the costs? That's why we come into the courtroom and we'll ask, Yana, would you please direct the prosecutor to provide the certified uh, audit trail of all transactions, including voucher, as well as all disbursement documents and receipts? The reason I'm asking you this question is because I do want to know what cost you're having, okay? Because you ain't never fucking told me. You ain't gave me a, 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 a printout of what this is costing me and everything. You're spending all day trying to tell me it's criminal and not civil, okay? Even though there are criminal and civil actions that emerge. I have to get that for you. I forgot the word for, uh, for it. But um, there are the, the, this is what admiralty is, okay? So they'll try to, you know, they, they'll tell you all of these things. Now, the next thing is once you find out, okay, well, what kind of court is it? Okay, is it an Article Three court or an Article One court? Okay, there are two different courts. An Article Three court is a true judicial court. Now, I'm talking about on the federal level because we're talking about under the federal constitution, but you have the same thing on the state level. All of the states utilize the principle of separation of powers. Okay, right. it's used on the federal level and the state level, even though you may have a different article in your particular state that has constituted your court system and one that has constituted your legislature. But they all have their own court system, okay? The legislature has a court system, the military has a court system, and, of course, the judiciary has a court system, all right? The legislature, they all have different jurisdictions. The legislature, they adjudicate commercial matters, businesses. Everything that they do is business-related. Okay, and then the military obviously has military courts. And then the Supreme Court, they are there to protect private rights, constitutional matters. They call it a constitutional court. If there's been some sort of infringement on your constitutional rights, you are going to go into a constitutional court. All right, so now once you establish what kind of court system you're going in, because I know you have Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3, the legislature has the authority to regulate commerce. I've done I don't know how many videos basically reading indictments like the Takashi 6ix9ine indictment. I broke that down for yeah. everybody and showed you it's straight commercial. Okay. You go in there and you see they always give you the jurisdictional element. It's interstate commerce. State you commerce. violated interstate commerce. And then we can read 27 CFR Code of Federal Regulations 72.11. You can see this as well. All right. So once we establish all that, what I'm finding out, and why I'm always saying there isn't any money, I'm finding out, well, how does the federal government make money on all this stuff? Because all of, if you get you a, a Bloomberg screen up from New York, you will see that all the cases, the federal, all the court, federal, civil, state cases, all of them are on the stock market. So once you define all that out, you say, okay, what are they doing? Well, when you read 1711, it tells you they put a lien on you. And lien is evidence of a debt. 
And when now I go to Title 18, creditor and debtor, it tells you anytime there's a debt, creditor and debtor law applies. So now in creditor debtor law, it tells you you have to have a bond. All of this starts to apply, but they're not telling you none of this stuff. So the whole game out here in commerce is about liens because there is no money. There's a lien on your house. There's a lien on your car. Everybody's looking to put a lien on something because there's no money. So the only way you can have value in something is by having an interest in a thing. And the number one thing that your municipalities want to do is they want to put a lien on your ass. So the reason why you were doing a secure party is because you're having a priority lien in place before these motherfuckers put a lien on you. That's why you're doing it. It don't have nothing to do with your nationality. It don't have anything to do with any of those things. Everything I'm breaking down to you is coming straight out the Constitution. It's coming straight out these municipalities. You can see what the fuck they're doing. If you don't have the common sense enough to understand that everything in this world is about money, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Hope that was a good enough breakdown for you. That was awesome. That was very awesome. So, so I got, I got, I got another topic I want to talk about. I don't know if you've seen All this right. video. Well, it's a TikTok video, and it's a white guy, and he says, "Well, I don't know if you guys had, pro- if you guys knew why you had problems with your phones uh, about well, it was about three weeks ago now, where everybody thought it was like the Sprint merger." Or the protests and the towers yeah, going was, on. Yeah, I thought. It, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I thought it was a spread okay. merging. So, so, so he was like, "Well, what you did know was your government put a COVID nineteen tracker on your phone. So, if you have an iPhone, you go to settings, you go to privacy, and then in privacy you go to health, and it." First thing pop up on the screen is COVID-19 tracker. If you have an Android phone, you go to settings, then you go to Google settings, and then the first thing pop up on your phone is COVID-19 tracker, which... So, dude, you know what, man? You know what? I had just looked at this. I just got through looking at this a few minutes ago before I went live, and I know what the fuck it is. I'm looking at it right now. It says to turn on your COVID-19 exposure notifications install or finish setting up a participating app. Okay. The app can notify you if you've been near someone who reported having COVID-19. The date, duration, and signal strength associated with an exposure will be shared with the app. Your phone uses Bluetooth to securely collect and share random IDs with other phones that are nearby. Random IDs are automatically deleted after 14 days. If you have COVID-19, you can choose to share your phone's random IDs with the app who can notify others anonymously. Why the fuck would you t- do that? Device exactly. location needs to be on to detect Bluetooth devices near you. However, COVID-19 exposure notifications don't use device location. Okay, so can we take this shit off of our fucking phone? Hell you know, it's like, what cannot. the... You cannot. And I see. Now, like I see. It doesn't allow you to take it off. Yeah, so, but if you remember, if you recall back to... Wow. To, House House Bill six 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 Yep. It it allowed for contact tracing, and that is the provision they used to put it on the phone. But coincidentally, it was created by it was introduced by this congressman. His name is Bobby Rush. He's out of uh, 
Chicago. Yeah, I know he's out of Chicago. Now, he's out of Chicago. He's now, a black man. I know who he is. Yeah, but the interesting thing about Bobby Rush is he went to the Chicago Theological School College. So if anybody knows the significance of the number 666, it would be somebody who went to a theological school or a seminary school because that's where you go to become a preacher. Have any, has anybody pastor. interviewed him and asked him for an explanation as to, uh, you know, I mean, if you are a man of the cloth, why would you even want even be associated with that? You know what I'm saying? But all the significant, if you're a man of the cloth, that just seems ridiculous to me. But I can't understand it. But anyway, that's yeah, really yeah, interesting. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I did okay, a little okay. research on them. And I, and I told them when I got to work, and they was like, well, thank you. Thank you, Tawan. Now that you didn't scared everybody after death, let's go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, yeah. man. That was some good information right there, man. Hey, y'all, if you're watching this program, if you want to talk to me, the call-in number is 424-222-5250. You're listening to the hottest radio network on the planet. I'm Yusuf Bale. Um, I know y'all not used to doing this, but, hey, there's a call-in number. You call in. Hit one on your phone. Yeah, you can call in, hit one, and we can talk about this live. You know, we don't have to be no one-way conversation, you know, because I know y'all hear me cussing and acting a fool on Facebook, and I'm about to do my little diatribe on that, too, because, you know, I want to talk about, you know, these masks, uh, these mandatory masks and everything. Okay, let me ask you a question. Do you think all this is a hoax or it's agenda-driven? What do you think? I, I got a, I got a two-part answer. So, one, do I think there is actually some type of virus? There will be, yes. But it's not some naturally occurring virus. COVID-19 is a mixture between SARS, HIV, and the coronavirus, which if you have a dog, every dog has the coronavirus. But But to say that we need to shut down the economy and everyone is going to die, is a little ridiculous. So so let me give you a little analogy. And I know I'm long winded, but I'll make it quick. So no, go ahead, go ahead. So so we had protests all over the country. We have fifty states in every state in their capital there was some type of protest. So let's just give a round right. number five hundred thousand people. Five hundred thousand people went out and got exposed to each other. Then after that those 500,000 people went to their own home and got exposed to uh, their loved ones around them. Let's just say it was one more person. So now we have a million people with exposure, which was three and a half weeks ago. If this virus was so deadly, we would have had a million people die either this week or last week. It's bullshit. Right. Okay. The reason I'm 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 you know, it's just amazing to me how many people out there are so easily uh, manipulated. I think, you know, people like us, you know, I've been studying conspiracies like the last I don't know, thirty years, you know, and um I read the uh, protocols of the learned elders of Zion and you know, and just inter- and and silent weapons for quiet wars and 
Let me read right. this to everybody so they can so they can understand what I what I'm what I'm saying because I'm always talking about that because I'm seeing it happen now. I'm like, wow, they were talking about this and they you know they're pretty much doing it now. You know, they're kind of like you know. Uh, so let me read this to everyone. This is um this is a page out of Solid Weapons for Quiet War. All right. And uh, I like what uh, I like how William Cooper, he talked about it. He said the following document is taken from two sources. Uh, the first was acquired on a website. No, that's uh, yeah, William Cooper. OK, of which I can't remember the address. Listing it as a source, the book titled Behold a Pale Horse by William Cooper. Yeah, let me let me pull up William Cooper's version. Uh, yeah, let me let me see what. OK, I like how William Cooper good. Why you why ahead, you bring that up? Let me say this. So if if this virus travels on air and your defense is a mask, the equivalent to that is putting up a chain link fence to stop mosquitoes from biting. Well, what they uh, yeah well they used to give analogies like a, a tennis ball going through a basketball hoop, but lately they have been trying to. Um, uh, combat that as well by seeing homemade masks are uh, more effective than, um, uh, you know, uh, masks that you buy from the store and things like that. You know, they got this thing running on the news talking about all the different masks and everything, which is just ridiculous to me. I mean, it's, I mean, the whole thing is just, I, I, I just find it, <laughs> I, I, I just can't believe that, you know, it has gone this far and they're trying to take it further. And it looks like they're getting ready to have a, uh, and it seems like everything is being uh, – there's only one man that everybody's listening to. His name is Dr. Fauci. He seems to be the Fuck only Fauci. authority in the whole nation that, you know, that everybody listens to. How is that? I don't understand that. I watch Plandemic. Fuck Fauci. I know. That lady, she, she, she kicked it. Here it is. I found a copy of William uh, Cooper's Behold a Pill Horse. Let me put a copy of this in the, uh, uh, in the chat. Everybody, so y'all can click on it if you want to follow along with me. That's what I got right there. I just put it in the chat to y'all on Facebook. So y'all can click on that, and it'll open up. And I'm on page. Let's see. Get through all of this right here. And I read this like in 1991, 92, something like that. Not around 91 when this book first came out. I got this book when it was brand new and uh, it was a very, very popular book back then too. This was extremely popular uh, in the early nineties. Everybody had this book and was getting this book and people were talking about it, you know, because during that time people were, you know, just really interested in, you know, a lot of conspiracy theory type stuff, extraterrestrial stuff and things like that. There seems to be a, re- a rekindling of those particular subjects, especially in light of all these pandemics and things like that. But um, right now, you can see uh, w, uh, w, uh, William Cooper's author's notes. I read top secret documents, which explain that Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars is the doctor mm-hmm. adopted by the policy committee of the Bilderberg Group during his first known meeting in 1954. I'm on page 41, by the way. A copy found in 1969 was in possession of naval intelligence. The following document, dated May 1979, was found on July 7, 1980, in an IBM copier that had been purchased at a surplus sale. Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Now, how this thing starts off, um, 
people, you know, obviously they'll try to say that it is, um, uh, it wasn't real or anything, but listen to how it, this is, um, this is worded. Uh, they're having a meeting. This is a transcript of a meeting. And what they're saying is, um, it is patently impossible to discuss social engineering or the automation of society, namely the engineering of social automation systems, silent weapons, on a national or worldwide scale without implying extensive objectives of social control and destruction of human life, namely slavery and genocide. This manual is in itself an analog declaration of intent. Such a writing must be secured from public scrutiny Otherwise, it might be recognized as a technically formal declaration of domestic war. Furthermore, whenever any person or group of persons in a position of great power and without full knowledge and consent of the public uses such knowledge and methodology for economic conquest, it must be understood that a state of domestic warfare exists between said person or group of persons and the public. The solution of today's problems requires an approach which is ruthlessly candid with no agonizing over religious, moral, or cultural values. And you can see that with the, um, the, the liberals, you know, um, they don't have no religious, moral, or cultural value. They say, hey, just wear the mask. They listen, just look on the Internet, and you can see that they got people just posting on all these videos on YouTube. Um, they try to make everybody who tries to come uh, denounce wearing a mask look silly, uncaring, dangerous. And everything like this, you know, ain't no, you know, I, there's a lady, hey, if I got to wear one forever, I'm going to wear one. This lady said this, you know, and that's probably, you know, like trying to get people to put that in their mind. Like, hey, if I have to wear a mask for the rest of my life, I'm going to wear one. There are people that's out crazy. there thinking like this. They are crazy. And we are supposed to go along. I'm not going along with you. Your ass is crazy. There's nothing wrong with me. There's something wrong with you. You have a weak spirit, a weak constitution. You're facile-minded. You are a slave. You deserve to be a slave. You believe what anybody and everybody tells you. You have no verification or validation of any of the information that is being given to you. Yet you expect other people to ride and go along with you. That's why I'm reading this, because I'm going to educate my people and everything and show you the background of what's going on out here, why I think the way that I do. I'm not a person that's just, hey, I just feel like this is wrong. No, this comes from years of research, and there's an uh, implementation of some sort of agenda that is taking place, and it's already been documented. Well, let's go on. Go ahead. You can't blame the people in power because, the simple doctrine said in the book that people who do their who do not use their mind is just like cattle. They they cattle. And, they and stay they go, on the table go, by they, choice they, and they, consent. And we're gonna take that the power from the hands of the irresponsible many and put it in the hands of the responsible few. Yes, it, and let me let's read it. It's gonna say it. Um, it says. Now, it's talking to some group of people. These are some sort of elite, and it's going to tell right now in this next paragraph, it's going to explain why these people have been selected to participate in this meeting. And it goes on, it says, you have qualified for this project because of your ability to look at human society with cold objectivity and yet analyze and discuss your observations and conclusions with others of similar intellectual capacity without a loss of discretion or humility. Such virtues are exercised in your own best interest. Do not deviate from them. Okay, now it's telling me, okay, you know, you got to be cold and objective in what we're going to do. Now it goes on. It says historical uh, introduction. Um, Let me see. I don't want. I don't want to go through all that. I'm gonna go straight to energy because this is long. 
And the energy uh, energy portion of this is the one that is real interesting because it is talking about social engineering, okay, taking control of society. How are we going to control the social energy, okay? How are we going to bring these people to heal and put them under control, as Hillary Clinton said in one of her meetings? How are we going to bring these people to heal, okay? They're like a dog. Heal, boy, heal. Yeah. So it goes on. Energy is recognized as the key of all activity on Earth. Natural science is the study of the sources and control of natural energy. And social science, theoretically expressed as economics, is the study of the sources and control of social energy. Both are bookkeeping systems, mathematics. Therefore, mathematics is the primary energy science, and the bookkeeper can be keen if the public can be kept ignorant of the methodology of the bookkeeping. All science is merely a means to an end. The means is knowledge. The end is control. Beyond this remains only one issue. Who will be the beneficiary? In 1954, this was the issue of primary concern. Although the so-called moral issues were raised. And, and Now, here's the one. Some people will, uh, raise some views. They say, is this moral what we're about to do? Like what they're doing right now with the pandemic. Is this moral? So people, if this is some type of staged pandemic, what is the morality behind it? Do these people have some sort of morality? Let's look and see. It says, it says in 1954, this was the issue of primary concern. Although the so-called moral issues were raised in view of the law of natural selection, it was agreed that a nation or world of people who will not use their intelligence are no better than animals who do not have intelligence. Such people are beasts of burden and staked on the table by choice and consent. So, now, the natural selection portion, I was actually participating in some uh, videos um, where they were talking about um, the elite and how they use the law of attraction and how the elite, and they were actually talking about Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump considers himself one of the elite. Obviously, he is. He's a, a billionaire. He's about $750 million liquid and um, $2 billion in uh, assets. Uh, where did I get that information? I got it off of... Uh, um, I got it off of, uh, what is that, the uh, secinfo.com, secinfo.com. That's where you, you don't have to argue about it. It's public information. All right, so, you know, you so in that they were talking. Yeah. So in that they were saying that, um, you know, they were saying that, you know, the elite um, have genetically able to use the law of attraction, and that's why they're wealthy and poor people aren't genetically disposed to wealth. There's a genetic there's a genetic element associated with being wealthy. Okay, so this is why they view themselves as the elite and you not being the elite. Okay, and that is really interesting. And it gets in. So this is what they're saying. Like, okay, well these people don't think for themselves, and that's the uh, that is the majority of people that you see walking around with masks on their face. They don't think for themselves because they don't have any evidence of anything. They're just doing what they're told to do. They think they're being good citizens and just doing what they're told to do. While a little, so while some of the, uh, uh, some other individuals are a little bit more critical. I saw a video on YouTube where dude was using, uh, he was making a little, um, a ridiculous video where he was interviewing himself and he was showing that the people don't wear masks, their ridiculous views because they said, don't you look, look at the news? Who, <laughs> you know, why is the news become the authority? Okay, you got to be, you know, the news is the authority, mainstream media, CNN. They are the authority now. Programming. Okay, it's like, you know, that's your, that's, that's what it, 80% of the people believe everything they hear on television. The news media, and news media is programmed, is programming. 
I can't believe that people would actually put that much stock in what they're saying on the news media. Now, I could say some other things, but I'll get banned because I can talk about the group of people who control the media, but all of you know that, even though all of you don't seem to be making, connecting the dots with that and understanding that all the individuals that you are seeing in the public that are telling you to wear a mask are part of this group, this, na- this specific nationality, all right? But anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to harp on that too too long. Not too long. I think that was enough. I think you know that kind of like whetted their appetite well, well, for it a little bit. There, there's a there's another video, my brother, and the video. Um, there's a government agent uh, agency, and the agency is called OSHA. OSHA stands for Occupational Safety and Health Administration. And so let's say you want to go work in uh on a on a on a tank that drives your milk to the supermarkets or that drives the fuel to the gas stations. OSHA regulates before you can get inside that tank to well clean or whatever, you have to have a safety work permit. The reason being is because it's unsafe to work in there. So there's a video where a guy he he holds a oxygen testing meter. I don't know the technical name for it. Hold on, hold on, hold, hold on, real quick. Hold on, real quick yeah. before you continue. I'm gonna let you continue. I just had to make a quick announcement. I posted the wrong phone number to call in. Um, I redid the phone number. It's four two four, not four zero four. I apologize for that. I just saw people say, that number don't work. Okay, so the number is 424-222-5250. I apologize. I posted the wrong number. Okay, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so, so in this video, he's holding up an oxygen meter, and it's saying something like, okay, this is safe oxygen levels. It's at 22%. So as he's talking, he has a mask on. So he said, well, I'm going to take this oxygen meter and I'm going to put it inside my mask and I'm going to talk while I got it inside my mask and I want you guys to see what happens. The meter starts going off. The firecrackers, I ain't in the hood now, the firecrackers. So the meter starts going <laughs> The meter starts going off because the oxygen levels drop so low that it's unsafe to be in that environment. So if you're walking around with the mask on, you're breathing so much CO2, you're reducing your oxygen levels, which is counterproductive to your to, to, to being well and fighting any virus or disease. And that's why they said it's going to be a second surge because they knew they was going to issue masks to everybody. I tell you, you got to wear. I I, 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 I can't believe people would actually think walking around with all, a mask on all day is healthy. I mean, they, I mean, I can understand when they was like at the point where they were putting on the mask, walking in the store. But these people have gone to the level now where they walk. Man, I'm riding down the street, man. People are just walking down the sidewalk with their mask on. It's walking all just the time. Like, you know, at first it was just go, just coming into a business, but now they just made it a part of their life outside of their home to walk around with a mask on. Just like China. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But, hey, bro, 
Let me let me take some of these phone calls, man. I'm, I'm gonna leave your mic open. Though. I'm gonna let you co-host with me, okay? I'll let you co-host. All, all right. right. All right. <laughs> I'll let you ride with because you always calling in. Let me go. Let me pull in somebody else. Three two three six three seven eight. Phone calls, man. I'm gonna leave your mic. Open. Hey, hey, you need to turn that turn down your yeah your mic and your your thing in the back. Three two three. I'll let you ride with because you always calling in. Let me go. Let me pull in somebody else. Three two three six three seven. Let me tell you somebody the phone calls, man. Hey, hey, you need to turn in. Turn okay. He got his shit out too loud. Okay. Three two three fourteen sixty. You on the line? What's happening? What's up, brother Yusef? Hey, what's happening, man? What's going on? How you doing? Oh, oh man, I'm enjoying your show, good brother. Been watching you for quite some time, and I want to give appreciate a it, shout appreciate out. It. I want to give a shout out to you for all the diligent work you put in and the information you distributed for those that are open minded to receive it. Yes, sir. You know, I'm out here on the West Coast. Uh, I'm in. Uh, well, I just moved from L.A. to Vegas because I had to. Get, I wanted to get away right. from L.A. because it was getting. It was getting stupid with the mask shit, and I'm like you. I'm not wearing no fucking mask. You know what I'm saying? I know so, it. You know. <laughs> I don't. You know, I, I, that man's thing is crazy. That's crazy. You know, Go ahead. Go ahead. And, and, you know, somebody, someone had posted something on my Facebook. Uh, you know, you know that it's like. See, I think, I think in odd dimensions. You know what I'm saying? I have to. Somebody had posted something about. Well, I need you to protect me by wearing a mask. I said, really? So I say, me wearing a mask is going to protect you. I said, well, if that's the case, if I take a shower and wash my ass, is your ass going to be clean too? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like hey, come on, come on, people. But you know, you know, when they, I got to Vegas, they were they were a little more friendly. But now they're trying to try to put the smash down. I didn't have to get back at them and let them listen. I'm medically exempt. You know what I'm saying? And under the Americans with Disabilities Act, you cannot be denied or discriminated against uh, into what is called uh, 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 public accommodations. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, they, they're right. not allowed to ask you the nature of your disability. So I've read the I've read the the uh, Nevada order, I've read the California order, the state, the county, I've read the So I read that shit. I studied law and I like to know what the fuck I'm up against. And what we're up against is some straight up fuckery and bullshit. But it works because like you said, the sheeple are going to be third party enforcers for these yes, so called elites, you know what I'm saying? So so I'm with the yes, they are. crew. I'm, I'm with the police. Yes, back they are. Too, man. I, the people that you it. see, that they are, they are going to be. Man, I, I'm looking in the faces of some of these people, and I can see straight up. I said, man, this dude right here, he's going to report <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> nah, you know, really, he's going. He, yeah, he's going. He's he, 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 he going. He's going. He's going to report me. You know, he's going to report me somewhere. Do something. Yeah, I'm getting I, my ass is getting reported. Okay, and um, yeah. and I was talking to this guy. I was talking to this guy in um in a in a Ace Hardware, right? And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's telling me, you know, they come up on me, yo, brother, you know, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm worried about you. You know, why don't you put on a mask? You know, it's like, you know, why don't you be a slave like the rest of us and everything? And right. it's under it's under the it's under the um you know and they ain't doing this under the guise of this is, you know, for the uh the, the betterment of, you know, everybody. You know, it's like exactly. you know, humanity yeah. and oh, things like exactly. that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, nah, man, this don't make any sense. You know, you don't have any scientific evidence. And this is what I wanted to say to everybody, everybody listening right now. Okay. I want to look in the camera when I say this. I want to say this to Dr. Fauci. 
or anyone else Ooh, who may yeah. be watching this program. Please. Um, if the things that you are saying, this is one thing that I have learned about when dealing with people in the public, is that they posture as they are not spiritual people, but they all mm-hmm. abide by spiritual laws. Okay, mm-hmm. they do. They want us to think that they don't, but they do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I have seen, and I don't know why, but I've seen that you're afraid of is they're afraid to sign an affidavit. They are swear they are afraid to swear to anything under penalty of perjury. Not okay. Do it. They want you. They want you to do it, but they will right. not do it. They're going to exempt themselves from doing it. All right. So right. this is what I would like, Doctor Fauci, and or anyone in the public who is talking about the coronavirus and our need to stay six feet apart and our need to wear a mask. I, I just want you to do this with me. Sign an affidavit under penalty of perjury, put it in an evidence file in federal court, and mm-hmm. I want you to take on full commercial liability for any pushback mm-hmm. or any lies that are uncovered or anything. Because here's the thing that the general population doesn't seem to understand. This is why I don't go for it. Okay, the reason I don't go for it is because who is liable? You always mm-hmm. know when you're getting controlled that people are telling you to do things, but there's no one who has been uh, who can be held accountable. Who is the people mm-hmm. that we're holding accountable for what's going on? All right, exactly. that's telling you this stuff. These people are exempting themselves. These people say we're following CDC guidelines. Well, how does CDC become the authority? Exactly. What makes them the authority? President Trump kicked their ass out. Fuck the CDC. Okay, right. obviously they are obviously they are not some authority, so how are they some sort of authority to implement something? Okay, we're following this the guidelines of the CDC. Well, the the, the principal director of the CDC is a is a I think her name is Ann Shushank. She's a Jewish. Yeah. She testified before Congress and told you that vaccinations do not cause autism. I watched it. That's okay, and when I one thing I started to notice is that a lot of these individuals, all of them are in unison. They are all telling you to wear a mask. Mark Cuban, right. you, he's going to tell yep. you to wear a mask. You know, all of my teams, Mark Zuckerberg, every time I see one of them, they all tell you, yeah, y'all need to wear a mask. And even, they're even and, recruiting the, the athletes to, do, to, to, to convince the niggas. On the plantation. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't follow any athletes, no entertainers, or nobody like that. Because no. the thing about it is, is all y'all got contracts, y'all got some, y'all fighting soul your soul or something like that. When they come to you yes, and ask have. you to do something, you got to go and do it. Okay, you got to go do whatever they ask you to do. That should be painfully obvious to individuals too. Yes, Why we would follow athletes and entertainers as an example is beyond me in the first place, because they're no authority <laughs> on anything either. No, they're okay. not. <laughs> That's strange to me, too. Let, 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 let me, can, I, can I throw this in there real quick? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. When this, when, this, when this thing first hit in March, right, see, I took, it from, I took it to a spiritual plane, right? Now, the first thing I said, I did a live Facebook video, and I said to people, I said, check this out, y'all. Be careful, because this coronavirus is not an airborne pathogen. It's an airborne pathogen. It has nothing to do with biology, but everything to do with psychology, right? So now, <laughs> I like that. Now, 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 now look. Now let's, let's let's look. Let's look at it from this perspective. I said I started Alan because I, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of fond of metaphysics. You know, said I studied it, you right, know, Kabbalah, right. yada yada, all that. So, but anyway, yeah. I look. I said, okay, I'm starting to look at the things. I'm, I'm looking at what they're putting down. 
six feet right, apart. Right, right. I say, now, I said, what's the significance of six feet? And it hit me. Six feet is the level of the dead. So they want, they're, they're using magic. Didn't think about it's that. The, Didn't think yes, about sir, that. Brothers, Forgot about that. magic. Let me show you what else they're doing. They're, okay, right on on is coronavirus. Now it's COVID-19. Okay. Make up your mind. But what I've, what I've understood they've done, good brother, is they have created an egregore. And everybody is given that entity power. An egregore in magic is a thought form. Well, shit, they've got exactly. the thought in. They got the thought in everybody's heads, and everybody is given power, like the Bible said. They gave power to the beasts. A you God, I mean? uh, you know one one thing. Uh, a good show that you should watch is American Gods and. One of the yes, things I've that that show it. brought to the, to the attention is for a God to continue to exist, because it's a battle between the old gods and the, the new, new gods. gods. The, social, right. the new gods are social media gods. They're social mm. media with all the followers, mm. with all the followers, right. right? That's why they call you followers and so forth. And they say social influencers and things like that. Well, what makes right. you a God is how many people believe in you. Okay, that's, that's what right. gives you light. All right, so that's what that will, because whatever you put your attention, it grows. So right now, they've got yes, the sir. collective consciousness of everybody in the world and everything focused Big on time. one point, and they're creating some sort of spiritual entity that yes, it has to be have. based off fear, that, that it yes. feeds off fear, because yes. obviously this yes. is being created by fear. Yes, yes, that's the point. And listen, listen, you know, like I, like, 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 like I share with people, I say, okay, look, they, they created this egregore, and you guys, you're giving power to it. And like I said, early on when I first saw this thing, I told people, I said, now, I'm, you know, I have a, my background is, you know, my, I, I was raised in the Pentecostal church. Obviously, I don't follow the edicts of that, but I take certain points right. out of the Bible to see that the Bible is a book of metaphysics. You know what I'm saying? And, and the first thing I told people, I said, check this out now. Ephesians 12 says, for we wrestle not against 6 and 12. For we wrestle not against flesh right. and blood, but against spiritual powers and uh, spiritual figures, power, uh, spiritual wickedness, wickedness, and rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. So if you look at that, you say, hmm, yeah, that's what we are wrestling against. So I said, you have to take this thing. You can't, you can't deal with these people in the natural. You got to go to the no. upper room. <laughs> you, can't, you can't deal with them on the. In other words, you can't deal with them on the physical plane. It's a no, spiritual battle that we're engaging. It's a spiritual battle, so we have to marshal our spiritual forces, and it don't take a bunch of us. Like the Bible said, one can put a thousand to a flight, two can put ten thousand to a flight. So if we apply the principle and stop complaining and bellyaching, because the more we complain, the more we bellyache, we give power to the image and that beast. I tell him, partner, I tell him, partner, you cannot fade me. I don't give a fuck what you call it, COVID-19, COVID-29, or whatever the fuck. You're not going to beat me because at the end of the day, brother, you said, so I'm going to say this, and I'm going to bow out gratefully. At the end of the day, they cannot stop me from dying. You see what I'm saying? My death, I came here to die. I came here to have a mortal experiment experience and when I'm done, I'm getting the fuck up out of here. So they got no power. The Bible says the prince of this world cometh and have nothing in me. Man, I'm going to die. And before I go, 
I'm going to say things to empower people to wake the gods up. And here's the thing. I don't know nobody who's died. You know, I don't know anybody who's gotten no. sick, you know, or nobody. anything like that. I, and I'm asking people all the time. And, you know, then you have that. What are the people who are um, um, who are always sick? They call them uh, 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 hypochondriacs. 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 You got hypochondriacs out there. You know, I have I have a family member like that. They're hypochondriac. They they love yeah. what's going on right now. Exactly. They love it, boy. The hypochondriacs and everything. <laughs> you know, and so that's what you're dealing with. You know, you're dealing with a lot of hypochondriacs out there. They love yes, being sick. They 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 relish anything negative that's happening yes. in the world. You got those type of people too that are Just glad that that, that, that yes. misery is in the world right now exactly. because I want everybody to be miserable because I've been miserable with miserable. my life. And now <laughs> I feel like everybody's been brought down on an equal footing. Now we all miserable. I exactly. That's what you got. Yeah, that's what it is. So, so, you know, those of us that know, like the old say goes, those that tell ain't knowing those that know ain't telling. So, you know, uh, uh, um, the pushback is on a spiritual plane. You know, you're not going to be able to, you know, you're not going to be able to handle these guys because they have that they have control of the major apparatuses of influence, i.e., the electronic media, CNN, Fox, ABC, NBC. They control the narrative completely. Facebook is even getting goofy. You can't even trust this making on Facebook anymore. You can't, man. This thing, this thing is 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 really wild. Uh, what is going on right now? I mean, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. I tell you what. Let me bring in another caller, y'all. Uh, let somebody else uh, chime in. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. Let me bring in another caller real quick. Let's go down to Texas. Nine seven two forty one fifty nine. Your mic is open. Nine seven two forty one fifty nine, Dallas, Texas. I think this is Dallas. I ain't guess you ain't here. Eight one five nine six two eight. Hey, peace, Yusuf. Peace, peace. What's going on? What's going on? My name is Roger. I'm from Illinois. I just had um, honestly a pretty quick, straightforward question for you regarding constitutional law. Um, I kind of hit a dead end researching the 11th Amendment. Um, I've heard you briefly mention that it's really regarding the corporate structure of the United States. And what they say about it, like on Wikipedia, is that it was adopted to overrule the U.S. Supreme Court's decision in Chris Holmes versus Georgia, which, of course, Chisholm Chisholm versus Georgia. Exactly. 11th Amendment. I know what you're talking about. So, I, like, of course, they can't overturn the sovereignty of the American people. That's where the authority nope. comes from in the first nope. place. So, what are they? What is it really doing? I don't understand what it like as actually. Okay, I'm gonna tell you what it is. That's a very good question that you just asked, and that where the confusion comes in is first of all, there are these two United States. I, yeah. um, the word United States and the word United States of America are two separate things. Okay, the word United States is a proper noun. The word United States of America is descriptive, is adjective describing the all 50 contingent states coming together collectively to form the nation. 
All right, so one of the things that we have to understand is, okay, these words that they're using, and where does this come from? This loophole comes from Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17. I've read, I've read tons of case law, and the judges will always, um, they have this thing called the political question doctrine. And what the political question doctrine is, is it is obeying the, um, the uh, principle of separation of powers. The principle of separation of powers dictates that each of the branches of government cannot infringe on the constitutional duties of the other branch. Okay. Like for instance, the executive branch cannot write laws. I, however, what they do is that they can delegate a portion of the authority to the executive and judicial branches in order to achieve some common goal that they need achieved. That is why they will either, you can Google this right now. You don't have to believe anything I'm saying. Just get to Google right now and, and, and uh, Google delegation, legislative delegated a power to the Supreme Court or to Article 3. Article 1 delegating power to Article 3 or Article 1 delegating power to Article 2. Okay, you've got to understand all these principles and everything that are being discussed. All right, so when um, you're reading this case law, okay, they say it didn't overturn anything. That's why that guy... Um, What's his name? I'm going to give you the. Uh, I'm going to give you this uh, law professor. Okay. He, he, this dude right here, he's uh, he's real good. Well, Anthony Scalia has a great video where he's talking to a congressman, and they're asking, you know. What if we're talking about breeding dogs? Of course, it, it, it's we're talking about commerce here. Can we're you talking about commerce, power? exactly. Yeah. Can, that, can and that is the question. Power? You're talking about moving in commerce. Is what he told me. That's that's the role of the Supreme Court justices under the Constitution. I'll I'll post that video in the chat room as well. But that is definitely right. a very good video to watch. But right here, I just posted a link. Uh, this right here, this guy right here is somebody you need to follow. His name is Randy E. Barnett. Okay, it's a couple of them out there. They are telling the truth, and this is one guy that's doing it. And uh, here he goes. He says, Chisholm versus Georgia was the first great constitutional case decided by the Supreme Court. In Chisholm, the court addressed the fundamental question, who is sovereign, the people or the state? Okay, it adopted an individual concept of popular sovereignty rather than the modern view that limits popular sovereignty to the collective or democratic self-government. And, that, and that's what they try to give you today. They try to tell you that sovereignty today is deposited as a collective in government. All the powers of the people have been deposited collectively in the government. And that is not a Republican form of government. That is a, some sort of Democratic form of government, which does not exist under the Constitution. You don't see the word nowhere in the Constitution. You don't see it mentioned in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, in the, in the Federalist and Anti-Federalist uh, papers. You don't see it in the Declaration of Independence. And you damn sure don't hear it said in the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, because I ain't pledged no allegiance to no damn democracy. I pledged the, uh, allegiance to a republic for which it stands. Right. I, so it goes on. It says it denied that the state of Georgia was a sovereign entitled like a king of England to assert immunity from a lawsuit brought by a private citizen. Despite all this, Chisholm is not among the canon of cases that are all law students are taught. And this is why you're talking to these ignorant law students, because they aren't taught this in law school. And he's going to explain why it's not taught. Um, it's not taught in a uh, what do you say is not taught in a um, sequential way. 
You know, they don't go by the first case, the second case, and the third case. They start them in the middle somewhere. They start them with that 11th Amendment case. That uh, Who was that, the Marshall Court? What was, it? What, was, what was the case you asked me about right now? I think that was Chisholm. Marbury versus Madison. What, what was the name of the case? Chisholm. Chisholm. Chisholm versus Well, Chisholm is the first one. But the overturn of the 11th, the 11th Amendment that allegedly overturned the Chisholm case, um, I know that was the Marshall Court, but I forgot what, um, what case, what was the name of the case that overturned it. But he's discussing it right here. I'll go ahead and, I'll go ahead and read it right here. He says, uh, he goes on, why not? In this essay, I offer several re- reasons. Constitutional law is taught by doctrine rather than chronologically. Law professors have reason to privilege the Marshall uh, Court and the court's individualist view of popular sovereignty is thought to have been repudiated by the adoption of the 11th Amendment. I explain why the 11th Amendment did not repudiate uh, the uh, did not repudiate the view of sovereignty expressed in Chisholm by comparing the wording of the 11th Amendment with that of the 9th Amendment. I conclude by suggesting another reason why Chisholm is not in the canon. Law professors who follow the lead of the Supreme Court, and like the Ninth Amendment, the Supreme Court has deemed its its first great decision too radical in its implications. What do you mean too radical in its implications? They don't want the people to be sovereign? You know what I'm saying? I thought that's how America was established. Okay, I thought we got away from kings and all of that. I thought this was the land of the free and the home of the brave. Okay, if it's a free country, I should be able to do what I want to do. As long as I don't infringe on the rights and liberties and property of another individual, I should be able to do what I want to do. Absolutely. Let me let, let me qualify that. All right. So right here, this is a law professor now. It's a law professor. All right. This is an excellent, excellent, excellent article I read. Constitutional law professors know two things that their students often do not. John Marshall was not the first chief justice of the United States, and Marbury versus Madison was not the first great constitutional case. That's why they try to make people think that. Decided by the Supreme Court. That honor goes to Chisholm versus Georgia. So all you anti-sovereigns out there, look me in my face. Look me in my face, and you talking about sovereign citizens and all that. Right there in that case, they told you that the American people were sovereign. I've read it. I don't know how many cases. You ain't talking to some illiterate or something like that that's pushing some sort of conspiracy theory. Anybody with a seventh-grade goddamn education can pick up this paper and pick up that case and read what those first Supreme Court justices said about the people of the of the United States of America. Not you ignorant motherfuckers out there, you police officers, you attorneys, and all you people out there that try to deny the fact that the people in the United States of America are sovereign. Y'all are public servants. You don't dictate to your constituency what our status is. We tell you what our status is. Yeah, you uh, you definitely have a lot of insight into um, the understanding of what the Eleventh Amendment actually did. For sure, I appreciate that. It did. It did. It didn't. It, it didn't do what they say. They trying to do. They trying to. And really, let me tell you, when you read it, the Supreme Court it, justices understand what they're doing. They're very intelligent men. They understand that the advent of this U.S., the the 14th Amendment, all these war amendments and all of this kind of stuff changed a lot of things in the country. They, in the beginning, they understood that the territories, okay, fall under a different jurisdiction than the uh, republic, okay, and Congress. And this all is tied in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17. That is the clause that everybody got to study 
That is the loophole clause. You can get you a constitution interpretation and analysis, all right, and you can read that section right there, and you will see the Supreme Court will constantly reference that particular um, article of the Constitution. Okay, when it's talking about the plenary power doctrine of Congress, okay, how within their scope, okay, within the ambit of their delegated authority, they are supreme. They are like kings in that, in that they are the sovereign. It's called a qualified sovereignty. That is the word. Yes, they have sovereignty, but it's a qualified sovereignty. That qualification is based off the fact that we're dealing with territories. We're talking about American Samoa. We're talking about um, Guam, Puerto Rico. We're talking about all the federal uh, districts and uh, everything like that. In those areas, they are supreme. And they're also supreme when it comes to that Social Security number, because that Social Security number is a property that belongs to the federal government. It puts it right there on the card that if they want it, they got to add, you're going to have to give it back. So they created a federal person, okay, a federal person, okay, and you are that person. You fall squarely within the ambit of their delegated authority. And this is where the political question doctrine comes in from Article 3, which is why when you come to them and you try to go to the Supreme Court and they will tell you that, oh, you got to exhaust your administrative remedies over there first in the district court. Now, you can get on Wikipedia and read and see the United States district courts are not Article 3 courts or Article 1 courts. I hate to reference Wikipedia, but that's about the only thing, because it's so hard to find them. That's what the American people should be directly asking. But you can go in the courtroom and ask them. You can go in the courtroom and say, Yana, they ask you how you plead. He said, wait a minute, you know, okay, before I plead, John, I have a question for you. Okay, now, you know, I just got a question. Is this civil or criminal? Well, you know, Mr. Johnson, okay, you know, we just caught you in your car with two keys of cocaine and three AK 47s. Went to your house, there's 50 dead bodies under the house. This is a criminal matter. What are you talking about? Okay, well, Your Honor, okay, I got it. Thank you. Let the record reflect that the action being brought against the defendant is never you, it's the defendant. Understand that. You're not yeah. the defendant. You always refer to the defendant in the third person. Okay, the action being brought against the defendant is a criminal action. Okay, now, sir, the Constitution for the United States always put the Constitution in their face. They hate that. The Constitution <laughs> of the United States, they hate it. They hate it. They hate it. They, hate it. they think they're the only people that can interpret it. They think they're the only people. They ain't how the Constitution is written for everybody to understand. It's a supreme law of the land. It forms government and puts a limitation on government. The rest of the powers are reserved to the people. It's your duty to understand the Constitution. To know, right? Because this is what puts a check on your public service. And the only reason that they have progressed this far with what they're doing right now is because they understand that their general population has reached a level of ignorance and total apathy where they have capitulated to their, to their influence. They can tell you whatever they want to tell you, and you're going to do it. They're leading you by the nose right now down the road to slavery. I don't know what the end is. It could be damn extraterrestrials. I'm reading what the goddamn reptilians are behind this. They, try, they want to kill off most of the population. They want to reduce the population. And in order to do that, they got to put a computer chip in everybody. They got to, and the only way that you can bring in social control is it has to be some sort of thing for public safety. It has to be a public safety concern. That's the only way. 
So, of course, they're going to make something like this. There's only way. They've already, George Bush came and told you we're going to do a new world order. It's coming. I got a video of this Jew on, uh, on uh, YouTube. She's telling you, like, look, the Jew's going to be in the forefront of the new world order. She's saying y'all all going to have to, you know, get on board. She was talking about London. I had to find that video and put it, put it out for you. They're not hiding what they're doing. they straight up telling you there's going to be a new world order. Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, just said the other month that she's only going to be appointing heads of, de- of departments in Chicago that have uh, pledged allegiance to the New World Order. Those are her exact words. They ain't hiding it at all. I'm trying that. to tell you they're not hiding it. And they understand that the, most of the general population don't understand what is going on. That's why you need to listen to us who have been involved in this for years. We know what's going on. We see it very clearly what these people are doing. But y'all want to label us. But, you know, when we come and try to tell you, you want to label us as kooks. Do I sound like a kook? You know, I don't get into any of that type of discussion. I only deal with facts. Okay? In fact, it's something that can be verified beyond, beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay, all this stuff is written down. The things I'm reading you documents and showing you what these people are doing. Unfortunately, and I want everybody to listen to this very clearly, 50% of the American population reads on the seventh grade level. They'll never have to worry about you discovering anything. And you got 15% who are working for, actively for this new world order. 85% don't know what's going on. And this is not a color thing. It is not a black or white thing. Y'all need to get that out of your mind. There's plenty of sellout black people that's with this. Plenty. Plenty. You need to get that out of your mind. There's a lot of you, and all you have to do is look at Black Lives Matter to get an example of what I'm talking about. The chick there said she was a trained Marxist. Yeah. Exactly. And what is Marxism? That's communism. And communism... Is, is the, those are the Jews. That's why her last name was Schwartz. Okay, I'm not trying to be racist. They're telling you who they are. They're at a point right now where they're in control of so many resources, so many businesses. They just showed Donald Trump, nigga, we will shut down the world. Y'all were talking about, we were talking about child pedophiles and draining the swamp. That was what the, the internet was being burned up with those topics. And it was so easy to remove the sheets of tension from those particular subjects. Let's start talking about t- pandemic and let's start, let's start, let's just start a, a, a protest. But that's where the attention was first, locating these individuals in position of power and rooting them out and removing them. But right now, Everybody distracted the I just paid attention to what went down. Donald Trump was they were the first thing was they were trying to get him impeached. He went through all that. I told people in the beginning he's not going to get impeached because no one can identify a constitutional violation. Y'all motherfuckers just hate him. Y'all don't give a fuck about the constitution and the law or anything like that. You just hate him. For no reason. That didn't work. Two days later, after they said, not guilty, coronavirus. Then 
we discovered, well, damn, the coronavirus is on the back of the damn Lysol can. We use Lysol and bleach to kill it. Oh, no, this is the novel coronavirus, the new coronavirus. They telling you all this shit. You ain't got no laboratory or nothing. These motherfuckers just making up shit on the fly. All right? They making it up on the fly. <laughs> Let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try this. They just throwing shit out there. And now they got a new, they got some type of new strain of influenza. And you can look at the reporters when they're talking on the, on the media. And it's my understanding they look at the camera like, okay, I'm going to say some bullshit. Let's see if it flies. And allegedly it's some acquired immune. They didn't call it deficiency. They called it uh, something else. But it's going to affect the immune system or something like that. So they got a new one because I guess, you know, people are not convinced enough or COVID-19 didn't do what they thought it should do. They're getting tired of trying to cover up the numbers. Now they have to come in and, you know, reinforce what they were doing with a new scare. And let me tell you, the easiest way to control the people is using fear tactics. And anytime you succumb to fear, it's a problem. It's a problem, all right? That's a problem. You got to examine that. That cannot be of God. And, I'll, and, and this is not nothing religious. This is just totally spiritual because when you have an understanding of how the natural laws work on the planet, you have confidence because everything works off a principle of cause and effect, okay? We can, have, we can be sure about the steps that we're taking once we have mapped out Okay, I cause and effect. Cause and effect, one of the most important things for you to understand in the world of science. And what the gentleman said earlier on the phone when he was talking about this is not a physical battle, this is a spiritual battle. That's what he said because the spiritual plane is the plane of causation and the physical plane is the plane of effects. If you are 100% physical, you don't have no power. Ain't no power in the effect. All the power is in the cause. Hmm. Well, these doctors are always focusing on the symptoms and never the causes of the symptoms at the same time. It's funny how these things, like, and health relate, like, you got doctors and lawyers go hand-in-hand, really, using the science and natural law against the people. I was reading this book, but I was reading this book by this extraterrestrial man, uh, and I know it sounds crazy me saying an extraterrestrial, I know, y'all, but look, I was reading this book, man. This book was just uh, let me give you the name of this book, man. The yeah, lady who wrote the book is the lady who wrote the book is dead. Okay, they killed her. Okay, and um, let me see about all right. It's called the Body Snatchers. Susan Reed. Okay, Susan Reed Body Snatchers. Okay, let me see if I put Susan. Yeah, I remember. I've heard you bring that up in a stream before. What's the name of the author? I should read it. It's a hard read because she's not a very good writer. She's not a uh, she's not an author. I'm gonna see if I can find the PDF so y'all can just download it. She's not really an author. Okay, yeah, here it is right here. PDF for the body snatches. I'm gonna put this in. Okay, because this talk now. This is where um, that Donald Marshall kind of came in when he was giving a description of what how they snatch bodies and things like that. Okay, so. Here's the link. I put the link in, in the chat. You can download it. But in there, this reptilian was telling us, that, look, we use natural laws against you. 
And that goes into what the last gentleman, he was just talking about, they're form, form, forming this entity, okay? Because once you can go, get all the people in the world's attention to focus on one thing, okay, the control comes from, you know, there's the law of attraction, okay? Anything you focus on for some time, you create it. Why did you think that Noah said in the second chapter of Job, I'm sorry, Job said in the second chapter of Job, he said, the thing that I feared the most has come upon me, okay? That's what it is. The thing that you fear the most will come up on you. Okay, and that's why you see people like us, we're not giving in to fear. That's why you see people, are, and you call it us foolish and everything. No, we're not being foolish. We understand that we are, we are obeying the law of nature. We understand that when you succumb to your fear, that fear is going to come up on you. You haven't understand how the power of thought works. Okay, how you make something go away is you focus on something else. You don't focus on the problem. You focus on the solution. That's a law of nature. That's not an opinion. And until you can accept that, I said, there are people out here like us who are courageous, who understand that, who are attempting to, who are concerned about our people and understand that they're good. You think these people really give a fuck if you die or not? You really think they care that much about you? Got to be a fool. Come on, man. They give, they like give you, you extra. Ain't nothing personal as business. They, they give extra money for the people that they put on ventilators. So if you go regular to the hospital and they put you on a CPAP, they put you on a BiPAP. They get like $30,000. They get like $39,000 if they put you on a ventilator. Yes, sir. If they put you on a ventilator. Right, and it's 15000 if you got diagnosed with COVID-19 or something. They get a lot of money for that. That's something else that don't get talked about. I, they have a lot of incentive to make sure that you get COVID-19. There's a lot of money behind it. Here's something else that I find interesting that people don't think about. It's like this was almost like an end-of-the-world scenario. They told you to stay at home. You can't even fucking go to work. But instead of just telling you, that, but instead of putting a, a moratorium or pressing pause on the bills, they rather give you a check. Why not say, look, why not say to the banks, hey, look, okay, we got a pandemic. Nobody's paying any electric bills, gas, water, or light. But here's the thing. They don't give a fuck about that. They want their fucking money. We're going to take your fucking house. We don't give a fuck about a pandemic. We're taking your house. We're taking your car. We're taking all of your property. It's not our fault there was a pandemic. Even though they told you to stay at home, there's no way for you to make any money. That's not our problem. Who are the people who own the bank? What nationality is behind that? Why? What, why if this is so serious, why they still want their money? If this is so serious, if the world's Stopped. Why didn't all the bills stop? My credit card bills didn't stop. Mortgages didn't stop. Car notes didn't stop. Gas, water, and light didn't stop. None. Hey, what? It, it, are you try, are you trying to tell me that they come on the news tomorrow and tell you that there is a comet headed this way and that it's going to hit the planet Earth and it's going to destroy 
two-thirds of the earth and wipe out five billion people? Are you going to tell me that the foremost thing that's going to be in your mind is getting money, paying some bills and shit? And then motherfucking banks, they tell you, well, there's a meteor about to hit the planet, but you know what? We still want that goddamn money tomorrow. (laughs) Pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. You You give... You get what's due to Caesar to Caesar, and you get what's due to God to God. Come on now. You know, we still want our money tomorrow and everything. You know, this is what this is what's going on. This is what is so absurd about it to me. This is why a critical thinking person, okay, cannot roll with the sheep. Yeah, we calling you sheep. This dude doing a video, you call it sheeple. Yeah, you're a sheeple. You're a sheep. A sheep is anybody who simply obeys without question. The creator of the balanced universe gave me my own mind, okay, and the ability to question. And we should question everything, especially as it relates to these people, because they have a long track record of lying to you and doing things like that. I, we should be questioning them, and we should be holding people accountable. See, y'all having to do all this right now ain't nobody accountable. You can't put your finger on nobody and hold them accountable. You don't even know who to hold accountable. If you had to press a lawsuit tomorrow, you wouldn't know who to fucking sue. Am I lying? Not at all. There, there is a lawsuit, brother. There's, there's a lawsuit against George Bush, Bill and Hillary Clinton, Facebook, I think, Instagram. I think people need to start filing lawsuits against um, government officials and move for discovery to start holding people accountable. In other words, start introducing into evidence all these lab results, these test things, okay, and start putting it under scrutiny. And get some independent uh, researchers and observation to come in, okay, and and uh, and uh, look at what they're doing. That's another thing, okay. Well, who, where's the redundancy at? Who are the people who are looking over their shoulder and making sure that what they're telling us is correct? Who do we? Who are, who are those people? I mean, it's a numbers game to them, and they know that the majority really doesn't don't care about like objective oversight they, they, they just have trust in the centralized authority to provide information to them and she, just, you're just doing what you're told to do yeah that's what it they, is it's been my opinion it's these public schools they really really fucking jammed in that mentality to his heart it's based off the uh the public- what they call the model of education where it's designed to create uh factory workers as far as they have the road seating and everything like that I don't know. I don't think they, they in the in the protocols learn no design. They kind of portray it like people are just naturally, just naturally sheep. And I don't, I don't, I really don't believe that. I think that is more so coming from these public schools than anything. If we were really taking time, like investing in our own private schools and educating our own kids, and we wouldn't be dealing with this. Well, we should have educated our own children. Yeah, some of us, old, I come from a family. Uh, one thing I appreciated about my grandmother and my aunts, um, when I was younger, they uh, it was like a whole bunch of fundamental stuff I was taught, like cursive writing, okay? Like there was actually a class for that. Um, looking up the definition of words, just things like that. You know, the fundamentals were, you know, just hammered in and hammered in me. And I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm seeing so many of these young people that they don't have no fundamentals. I before E except after C. You know, something like that. There's no, there's no fundamentals. I don't see any fundamentals or anything like that. Even the, a lot of guys who study secure parties, none of them have a good command of grammar. 
Like somebody came on and told me and tried to check me and tell me that novel does not mean new. It means <laughs> a fiction. They told me it meant fiction. And I was like, do you know the difference between a noun and an adjective? <laughs> this is why they're taking the law school English grammar uh, majors and everything. Because you got to have a good command of grammar because grammar is a language in and of itself. Like the difference between a common noun and a proper noun. When we're talking about the 14th Amendment, when you look at the word citizen. Prior to the 14th Amendment, everywhere you see the word citizen is capitalized. After the 14th Amendment, okay, it's a small c. That is significant. They are telling you something. It is not an insignificant thing. It is a major thing. Something as simple as a capitalization of a letter. Absolutely. And this is what... Anyway, I got to move on, y'all. Some other people coming in. I got to take a next call, man. Thank you for calling in, bro. I appreciate it. Right? Question, and uh, appreciate you doing doing your thing, man. Take care. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let me jump over to, I think this is Philly, 215-8740, Philadelphia. What is it? Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, 215-8740. Yeah. Baze, what's happening? What's going on, Yusuf? I just had hey, a What's going question. on, man? I, what's your I question? Just had a quick question. Um, I was dealing with a, a company trying to get a copyright done for my logo, and I believe I was scammed, and I don't know really how to go about uh, getting my money back from these guys. So, uh, okay, anytime you yeah. have some sort of dispute, when you start having a dispute for with a person, this is what I want you to do immediately. I want you mm-hmm. to start writing a letter. Okay, you have to write a letter. Okay, okay. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example of my own personal thing. Okay, I rented some furniture from um, Merchant Preferred Services. Do not yeah. do anything with that company. I do not do anything with that company. They are atrocious, their contracts, their leasing contracts are atrocious. But usually it's a 90 days same as cash. I usually pay everything off within 90 days. I reached an agreement with them. Some of their upper management called me uh, from their legal department and we were able to come to an agreement and that was satisfactory to all parties involved. However, prior to that, um, I uh, rented some furniture. The furniture was like $3,800. Okay, and I usually put it in my Airbnbs and it pays off in 90 days and now furniture. Uh, when this COVID-19 thing started, I kind of lost track and I, I slipped and it went past the 90 days. Once it went past the 90 days, the furniture that cost, it was around $3,700. There two couches and a table, real nice couches and a table. Um, when it went past that, they wanted another $5,800 in addition to the $2,800 I'd already paid them. Now, you got to mm-hmm. think, okay, I only had like left to pay on it like about seven hundred dollars. But when I went past that ninety days, now they want an additional uh five thousand dollars. Hell the, the furniture didn't even cost that much new. Now, I went to the Better Business Bureau and um I started seeing that there were people uh, uh all kind of people filing complaints against these people, talking about their business practices. Okay. However, here's the thing. None of those people read the contract because for, for Merchant Preferred Services has done nothing wrong. They spelled out everything in the contract that they were going to do. 
All right, so I read the contract. I saw that they were well within their rights to do what they were doing. I signed the contract. However, in the contract, it had a clause that after three months, if I chose to, I could return the furniture, which made more sense to me. I'm like, you know what? I've had this furniture about six months. I'm just going to give it back to you and go buy something brand new. Why the fuck would I give you $5,700 when I go buy the same goddamn furniture that's <laughs> brand new for about 3500 That don't make no damn sense, does it? Don't make no sense. You know, so I said, so I called them on the phone. I said, look, I want to execute this clause in the contract. I want to return the furniture to you. And he told me, he said, sir, due to COVID-19, we can't come pick up no furniture. I said, sir, you got a contract. I don't care about no damn COVID-19. He said, we can't pick it up. I said, okay, well, fine. If you're not going to pick it up, then you got to stop billing me for it. Well, no, we're going to keep billing you. I said, what? I said, let me tell you something, man. You got a contract. Do you understand the power of contract? There is no clause in this contract that makes an exception for a pandemic or anything like that. Contract is the most powerful thing in the world. I want to exercise it. So I started recording the phone call. Started recording the yeah. phone call. He got all this a brother. He started talking, telling me what they gonna do. You can do whatever you want to do. You can you can file a lawsuit. You know how he talked to y'all greasy and shit. You do yeah. whatever you want to do. I said, okay. I said, all right. I said, okay. So the first thing I did, I went to the Better Business Bureau. I wrote a letter. I sat down. I got me a certified mail letter with my certified number on it. Wrote a letter to their corporate office and to their president. Letting them know what had happened on the conversation. I memorialized the conversation. Let them know that I had a, a, a recording of it. Every time they come on the phone, they tell me I'm being recorded. I tell them you're being recorded as well. There's a lot of recording apps in the Play Store and in the Apple Store yeah. real easy yeah, that will record thing. phone calls now. There's nothing to record a phone call on your phone now. Nothing. I, so I always keep one. I got calls. one that automatically turns on every time somebody calls me. Okay. So I I got this recording on. It's recording. I'm recording the phone call, okay, letting them know, okay, and now I'm writing a letter. And then now I take that letter, and I put that same letter on the Better Business Bureau website. Why? Because the Better Business Bureau website is a depository. It is actually a place where you can um, adjudicate a um, dispute and have it recorded. So I wrote the letter. I told them what was up, what they did. They said, we're going to stop billing you and everything, but, you know, you owe us money and all this. I said, look, I said, as of this date that I told y'all to come and get this furniture, I'm now charging you $100 a day. They didn't take that serious. I sent them a, um, I sent them, uh, I sent them a, 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 a PayPal uh, invoice and everything and then put on, uh, on, uh, on the Better Business Bureau website, I said, pursuant to this state law, their refusal to acknowledge or answer my business letter, as also I, uh, I requested a verification of debt pursuant to uh, consumer protection laws at 15 U.S.C. 1690, uh, was it 15 U.S.C. 1691B, I think, or something like that. I might have a number wrong, but I used the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, the Fair Credit Reporting Act. I listed everything on there. Yeah, 1692, uh, I said, okay, I put all that on there. I, everything that I wrote in the letter, I put on the uh, Better Business Bureau website. I let them know that I'm charging you $100 a day for storage for not coming and getting this goddamn furniture because you're saying I owe you money. I'm going to file a counterclaim in small claims court for $1,400 because it's been two weeks you ain't came and got this shit. Right, it's $100 a day. They, they, law, they, uh, they legal department called me finally, sir. 
You know, nah, we don't need it. Because, you know, because my thing is this. It only costs me a couple hundred dollars to file a lawsuit. You got to lawyer up. And them lawyers going to hit your ass in the pocket. It's going to cost a lot more money defending a lawsuit with me than when you had to pay these damn attorneys and everything, these legal fees. So it's bullshit. And then your president is also going to come and ask you, why the fuck is this shit on my desk and why you didn't take care of it? <laughs> okay? So understand that. Them, you got to have all this in your mind. So they made a deal with me. They said, look, Mr. Jones, we're going to kill all that. We just want the little bit of amount of money you owe. We're going we gonna to kill it. Pay that. They closed the account. and heard nothing else from the city. All right? But that's how you can get a dispute. Now, where did I learn a lot of that stuff? I learned that a lot of stuff in Cracking the Code, the third edition. People are always trying to shit on it. There were a lot of good principles in Cracking the Code, third edition. How to handle debt collectors, how to resolve disputes. Anytime that you're going to resolve a dispute, you need to reduce the matter to writing. You've got to remember the 10 maxims of commercial law. For a matter to be settled, it has to be what? Expressed. So you got to put it in writing. And that is something that they also know also. They know that the average person out there, because everybody's so dumbed down, very few people want to pick up a pen or go to their computer and put a, a, a something in business format and write a formal letter, put a certified mail uh, a number on it, sticker on it, and put it in the mailbox and get it notarized by a notary and put it in the mailbox. Because at that point, once there is a dispute, what you are doing is you are getting evidence. You are now collecting evidence. As soon as they acknowledge it's an dispute, I'm collecting evidence. I'm not calling shit. If I do call, I'm, I'm using an email. You'll notice see, they didn't even have a good email system. The damn email on the contract wasn't even working. Now, this is a multi-million dollar corporation. You, di- you distributing uh, leasing contracts, the email, uh, email don't work. How you do it? So if you got your money, you have to identify who the person is. Oh, and write them a letter. Does that help? Yeah, that'll help. Does that help? That helps. Thanks for your advice, sir. And you have to, you have to, uh, you have to give them an opportunity to make you whole. You tell them what you want in the letter, huh? You got, you got to give them an op. You always want to attempt to go to peace with your brother before you go to war. So when you write the letter, you're going to assume that there is some sort of mistake or error, and then you're going to tell them that you are want to resolve the issue, something that's amicable for all parties involved and you think that this will be the solution you make them an offer to resolve the issue and if you like you can throw some things in there and if we can't resolve this this is the next step i'm going to take okay so start with and where do i go to get a certified letter is that to a notary you go to the well, well no you go to the post office you get you a collection of certified they got these green slips these uh what is it uh the form 4 um uh, what is it i forgot the number certified it is form uh 3277 yeah. something like that yeah 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 those are the numbers on well we'll first on the uh, ps form 3811 Okay, go get your hand. They free at the yeah. post office. Yes, form thirty eight eleven. Get you a whole bunch of those, and then you're gonna get you. Uh, yeah, and then you're gonna get you a form. What is this one? This is. Then get you uh, PS form thirty eight hundred. 
Okay, just get your hold up. 3,800 is the one that had the certified mail numbers on them. Now, I want you to go to YouTube and watch a video on how to uh, prepare a certified mail. They got videos on YouTube. Okay. There's no excuse. Okay, but you want to send it certified okay. mail. It's not that expensive. It's going to cost you probably about five or six bucks to send it certified. All right, and you're going to send them a certified mail letter. And it's a funny thing. On my letter, they signed for it, and they wrote on it COVID-19, you know, to, to return it back to me. I'm like, I don't care about no damn COVID-19. Hell, you don't care about me. You're talking about you can't <laughs> pick up the furniture, but you still want to damn bill me and everything. They don't care. They ain't taking COVID-19 that seriously. They still want their goddamn money. What is it y'all don't understand that y'all can't see? World ain't stopped for them. People in power want their money. They want you. They want their money, and they want your property. And I can tell you right now, they the ones that's doing this because it's going to be a perfect out there. You're going to see more foreclosures than ever before. It's going to be like in 2009, 2010. They've been low back up on this property. This is a good big ass reset of residential properties. They're going to go and get a lot of properties because these really because these mortgages is the backbone of their wealth. And it's also what keeps you suppressed as a people because you got to be making mortgage payments. You are a debtor. And let me just say, what does it say right here? Let me say, what does it say? Let me go to what? Proverbs 22.7. What does it say? The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is a servant to the lender. That's in, that's in your damn Bible. Own nothing. Control everything. Stop trying to own shit in your name. Anyway, I hope that helps you out, brother. Does that help you? That helped me a lot. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let me take another call. I got to move on. Thank you, brother. appreciate it. Let me dip over to Dallas, Texas. 214 area code 8981. You're on the line. What's on your mind? Dallas, Texas. Hit hit the mute button on your mic, Dallas. 214 8981. 214 8981. Going once. Going twice. All right. 567 Your mic's open. How you doing, Yusuf? Doing good, brother. Doing good. Good, good, good. So you took a, Just in the studio, there, huh? in the studio doing some experimenting. Got a got a live stream on Facebook, well, you know, and got a call in and all that. Holding a television show on Facebook right now. Oh man, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have Facebook. I'm gonna have to find some some way to, to tune in. Is that what you're doing as an alternative to to YouTube now? Because yeah, of yeah, well, they got me. On? Yeah, they got me. Yeah, they got me in a doghouse on YouTube, so right now I'm switching over to Facebook, you know. You know, I got to satisfy my, uh, you know, my habit, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, being on media and everything, you know, they, they kicked me off YouTube, so, you know, they put me in a doghouse for two weeks. I can't live stream, do, upload, do nothing for two weeks. I said, okay, I'm coming over to Facebook, man. I can't stop it. Wow, you wow. can't stop it. This train is still going. Wow, man, you know, um, a few, well, the last time we spoke, we were speaking about the uh, the uh, protocols of the, uh, 
also uh, right. remember, I, I know you've read it, the uh, Secret Treaty of Verona. Yes, yes. That's, yeah. Also, yeah, in, that's, um, that's also in Behold a Pale Horse. That's in Behold right. a Pale Horse as well. They're all in the same book. Yeah, that's something that Go ahead. That, that the reader should, should also um, read about. But, you know, here in Ohio, um, they are talking about what they put in the air now. And uh, they're talking about bringing in the National Guard to the senior citizen home to force these. They're bringing about doing what? To the senior citizen? Bringing in, na- bring in the National Guard to the senior citizen home to force them to get. COVID test. Well, the senior citizens ain't agreeing to get COVID test. They're they're not agreeing to get COVID test. They're talking about bringing in the National Guard to force these people to do this. And and you know, like everything else, it starts out with a um with a, a gesture, and then they shock test and see how the people are going to react to it. And you know, if they bring can, in the National Guard, can I them, can they, I interrupt my brother? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Well, you want to? Yeah, go ahead. So, so this is what I did. So I'm in Texas, great state. So once I found out that Governor Greg Abbott was talking about bringing in the National Guard, rule number one: a gentleman always give notice. So I put Greg Abbott on notice. I said, okay, if you're talking about bringing in National Guard, then you accept liability for anything that happens, whether a person dies from a gunshot, whether a person loses their home property or whatever, you know, you're accepting liability. So just know that you are put on notice and you will be tried in a judicial court and you will be tried for the crimes of treason. So, so, my suggestion, and of course, I'm not a 100% professional, but but these is going with the principles. You put them on notice, and if he violate that order, then he has to account for that for for that order that he issued. And and the thing about it is, is it worries the liability. One thing I know I know about public officials is they are very good at evading liability and accountability. Okay, and that's what that's why you're always seeing we're following CDC guidelines. They're putting they're kind of like putting the responsibility on the CDC, kind of like when you file a UCC one. When you go file a UCC one, they say we're not going to file your UCC one because the eternal we're following attorney general opinion. Okay, this ain't no law, nothing like that. What they're telling you is, well, there's no law that says that um, um, that we uh, that uh, we are permitted not to file this. However. If you want to sue us, we, we, we're doing it with confidence because the attorney general has got, got our back on this. That's all they're saying to you, all right? So if somebody sues, and, and how, I know, when I, how I first learned this is the clerk of court here in Georgia, I won't say which one, uh, she, she told us, she said, look, they got my hands tied. It's not me doing this. If you want uh, something to happen, you need to sue me. She told us to sue us. And that's the same thing that's going on with this to win an adversarial system. And the reason I'm feeling I think you should write the letters, not only should you write the letters, you should also incorporate in the letters where you request that he, um, that he file some sort of affidavit or he give you some sort of something under penalty of perjury 
that the information that he has is verifiable, okay, as well as, you know, that he's following his, uh, he's keeping his oath and his concern for the people of the United States of America. I guarantee you they ain't going to never sign no affidavit. I've been doing this for uh, years. They won't ever sign them. I'm, I'm actually constructing a um, a notice um, by way of an affidavit and demanding that they respond um, by way of an affidavit. And one of the things that I am um, asking him about is his oath of office that he took to uphold the uh, Republican form of government or just the oath period, the oath of office, because uh, in, a, in the state of Ohio, in the Ohio Constitution, which I don't think a lot of people know that every state has their own individual constitution, but... Um, they better know it. <laughs> man, you know, people don't don't read nowadays. Like I always say, people need to get back to reading, but, but with, with that being said, not only his oath of office, but I'm also, and I'm not done with it yet, but I'll be done in the next two days. I'm I'm asking him to verify his social position as far as how he even got in the office, because technically, by definition, at least by Black Law Fourth Edition, which is the one that all these uh, politicians and these lawyers appraise, is the Fourth Edition of Black Law Dictionary is. Is he considered or was he naturalized? Because a lot of these people, as you know, are not, uh, they have to be naturalized, period, when they come here, because right. they're not considered free white people, even though people look at them like they're white or Jewish. They're not actually considered that. It's, it's, it'd be safe to say by, de- by definition that they, they can't be free white people unless they mix with African blood. And if, if people don't know what I'm talking about, just look up free right person's uh, definition in Black's Law Dictionary. If you got it to fourth edition, Yusuf, if you can pull it up, they'll, they'll see what I'm talking about by definition. Look up the definition of what? free white person in Black's Law fourth edition. But it's okay, I don't already. Right. Okay, so what are you going to try to say about free white person? Because we probably, we're probably going to get into it. Because I did extensive research on this free white person. Extensive. Okay. So let's go. What what I was what I'm looking at getting into, and I'm putting this together is, in order for him to have his position in office, he has to be considered um, a U.S. citizen, and as a U.S. Okay. citizen by by contract, he can't be considered, um, let's just say, black or an artificial person. He has to be of a free person, just just like the president can't be, you know, even though Obama I'm sorry. black. I'm sorry. So are you saying that U.S. persons are not artificial? All U.S. persons are artificial No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying that U.S. persons are artificial persons, but in order for him to be a U.S. citizen, a U.S. citizen, he has to be a free white person to be a U.S. citizen as far as him being, not being from, uh, let's see, not, not being from here, him coming from wherever the hell he came from. If he wasn't, if he came over here by ship, his ancestry came over here by ship. So he has to have been naturalized. So the question is, was he naturalized? That's the question. And that's, okay. that's a question that, that not too many people ever ask these people. Were they naturalized? Because they can't be nationalized. They can't be nationalized. 
because this is not their land. So they have to have been naturalized. So basically, looking at his documentation, bringing it to the forefront to see if he was even eligible to have or serve in the capacity that he's serving here. How did he get there? Because these administrative courts, these people were not elected. You know, they were they were pretty much uh, appointed as far as uh, the people really. Well, that's just letting you know. That's just letting you know that it's not a true judiciary because a true judiciary, uh, judges are appointed for life. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you're talking about the judiciary or not, but yeah, that, that, that lets about, you know that they've been appointed. That lets you know what they what they what they position is. And that's what I'm getting at. As far as it being a okay, but go ahead. Okay, so how does this tie in with the COVID nineteen and everything that they don't have what authority to tell us to do things or you know what's the what's your point in all this? The point is they can tell us whatever they they want. It's a matter of holding them accountable for what they say. And if they're telling us in a lawful capacity, so even with the affidavit, if he is under oath or not under oath is the question. And bring bring him out from behind his veil or his curtain for these people to be just talking and not being held accountable for it legally. I agree, you know, because they, they, okay, I agree with you 100%, but here's the thing. Aren't aren't the people that they are directing to do things, aren't they? Because this is why I think that they have the authority they have, because the people they tell them to do things are U.S. citizens. This, yeah, I, I agree with you. And not only that, but I'm, I'm, I'm of the mindset until people start constructing um, affidavits and not, and not um, so-called motions, so to speak, but until people start actually um, raising a question of, who they're talking to. I know that the assumption or the presumption is they're talking to U.S. citizens, but they're really talking to everybody. And these people are, are tacitly agreeing to all this stuff. And this is why they even hold the office that they do or the power or position that they do. It's because people breathe life into it by not knowing how to. Who they're talking to. Exactly. I agree with you on that. Per- I agree with you on that point right there. It's kind of, kind of like what happened with HR 192. Um, you know, they told all persons to turn in their gold and everybody just turned in their go because they just assumed they were talking to everybody. But they didn't have the authority to tell everybody to turn in their gold, especially in, prior to 1933, before the advent of HGR 192 of June 5th, 1933. They didn't have the power to take because most, most people weren't U.S. citizens. Everybody was living in the country, and they, didn't have, they weren't taking benefits and privileges from the U.S. government or anything like that. So that same type of mentality is existing today, like what, what you're basically saying. I do feel that if there was ever a time to be putting together affidavits or trying to get somebody under penalty of perjury, it is now. It is now. You know, people need to be hitting these people and finding out, okay, who is going to be accountable, who is liable, because that's all what it's all about in a commercial venue. Who's liable? Where's the liability? Who's liable? Right and y'all right. and I, you know and who you who who is liable? Who's liable? If you give me a vaccination, and I get and and it makes me sick, because they're gonna deny it up and down. But who is liable? If it can be proven that once, if you give me a vaccination, and I can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that your vaccination caused some sort of illness to me, who is the responsible party? Is it the hospital? Is it the doctor? 
Is it the state? Is it the legislature? Is it particular people in the legislature who passed the law? Who is the who, who's liable? Or even somebody as simple as the person telling you that it's free if they're willing to take on full commercial liability by signing an affidavit as to the ingredients of these vaccinations or any of these medicines or whatever. And they'll, they'll I've actually experienced this. They will actually run from you when it comes to signing an affidavit or look at you like you're crazy. Always. Always. When you start asking, and that's what you see with everybody in the public. They talk all this shit, but none of them want to be held accountable and none of them are willing to be liable. I hope y'all are watching. See what I'm doing. Spreading seeds of terror. I'm trying to educate my people. <laughs> Get at y'all ass and everything. They talk a lot of shit. I ain't lying, boy. And they say, why you talk the way that you do? Because they think you think everybody's stupid. That's why. They think everybody's stupid. They think everybody's stupid, you know, man. You know, <laughs> they think we're stupid. I'm trying to tell uh-huh. you. Back in the day, and I say back in the day, and, and I'm going to go back to when um, I'll, I'll say as far back as as uh, probably 1940 or even further back then, people were way more vigorous and make way more aggressive when checking the United States when they when they violated the Constitution. They didn't yes, get as far as we got now. People have become more complacent now. Now you, you're starting to see a lot of people. The anti, the anti maskers are starting to pop up and starting to do it, but it might be a little bit too late. They clowning the anti maskers. They trying to make them look like goddamn fools on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and put in anti maskers, and they are just like, they got. You know, I think even the people in the comment section of Planet. Look at all these videos. Florida anti maskers decry tyranny during pandemic, and they're always going to call it a pandemic. In the midst of a pandemic, anti-maskers don't want to wear a mask. During a pandemic surge, people are complaining about wearing masks. You know, you listen to the narrative that they paint. You people are fools. There is a pandemic. You ain't proved to me there's no goddamn pandemic. You ain't proved to me one fucking thing. I don't have no proof of nothing. All I know is you got me scared. This is a pandemic, a pandemic, a pandemic. Here, come over here. Take this, take, this, take this shot. Take this shot. Come on, put on that mask. Put on that mask. Put on that mask. But I, you ain't showed me nothing. I ain't seen shit. And won't sign an affidavit attesting to nothing. And won't sign an affidavit. Sign this affidavit. If you that concerned about, if you that sure about what you're doing, what's the problem? Sign an affidavit. Take on the liability for what you're telling people. And not only that, but I'm I'm going to tell you something that is a growing concern of mine, which I I I try to reach out to as many people, especially in my family. Some people get it, some people don't get it. That's okay. But this whole artificial um, status that was created out of law, this religious name, this artificial person, this status of black, African American, Afro American, call it whatever you want to call it, Indian or whatever. There is going to come a time where people are going to have to realize that they have been set apart from the human family. And this status, this artificial status, outside of discharging debt and doing everything you did, if a person was to ask any of the listeners a real simple question, and this goes for all the copper-colored people that I'm talking about that have had a birthright stole from them, if they ask you where you're from, in other words, what is your nationality? 
You cannot say black. You cannot say African American because if I give you a map, you can't show me black land. You can't show me nigger land. You can't show me African American. I agree, American. but let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. All these people talk about nationality. What's your, can you prove? Because I, I, I'm going to show you a document where a white man, he claimed his nationality and what he did. He was able to show his bloodline going all the way back to the 1700s. How many black people here, or African or whatever, Moors, can do the same? How many people here can, if you, because, okay, because let me ask you, you're saying everybody should just be Moor or something like that? Do you think, do you really think that everybody over here is a Moor? No, what what I'm saying is that because of what has happened um, to our people over here, that a lot of their heritage cannot be traced. But what I do know for a fact, instead of focusing on, what you are is realizing statistically and legally what you are not. We all know we're not an adjective. Your ass ain't black. You ain't African-American. You ain't a nigga. So instead of focusing on what you are, look at what you're not. You have a right to choose your nationality. You know what I'm saying? So you, in other words, get nationalized. I don't give a what you call yourself, but get that monkey off your back. Because that shit they made up, they coined it, they owned it. And they, and they can one day knock on the door of everybody calling themselves a U.S. citizen and violate them. I mean, it's been happening for a long time. It really kicked in when Obama I, was president. I, have, I don't have a, a lot of issue with what you're saying because I understand that the problem is being a U.S. citizen. Okay, that's because that's what, gives them the, that, that's what gives them the authority over you. And people, if you're listening to this and this is your first time listening, you have to understand that when you say you're a U.S. citizen, a U.S. citizen is a congressionally created citizenship. It's not a natural birthright citizenship. It's a congressionally created citizenship that was created for the slaves, black people, as a result of the uh, Dred Scott decision and the war amendments, the 13th, 14th, and 15th amendments after the Civil War. Okay, these were put in place to protect ex-slaves all right, by giving them a federal citizenship. There did not exist anything as a federal citizenship. Now, if you want to read about this, some of the best court explanations for this that I've read thus far is Susan B. Anthony versus the United States. And they tell you everything I'm saying right now. Susan B. Anthony versus the United States. Where they explain that there was no such thing as a U.S. citizen before the 14th Amendment. So how, my question to you is this, how did your public servants give you a citizenship? Are you asking me or are you talking to the public? Uh, It's it's a rhetorical question. It's rhetorical. I wasn't looking for an answer. Okay, right, right. But anyway, brother, I gotta move. I gotta move on because it's getting late. I'm trying to get everybody in, but that's very interesting comment. As a matter of fact, tomorrow though, I want to come back to this three white persons. I'm gonna do a show on that tomorrow. We talking about that, all right? Okay. All right. What, what, call you more. Call you more. I'm gonna be the same time, same bat channel. It's gonna be a nighttime show around ten okay. o'clock, ten p.m. We're gonna do the same thing we're doing right now. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right, bro. All right, peace, peace. Let me go back to the phone lines. Let me dip over to Hawaii real quick. 808-1390. I think that's Hawaii. 
Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. You in Hawaii? No, I'm just from there. I was born there. I'm I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan, right now. Okay, yeah, you kept your kept your phone. Okay, I got you, got you, got you. All right, what's going on? What's going on? Man, you know a whole lot of Aboriginal stuff out here, man. People people ain't paying attention, man. They want to be muzzled. I just I just want to say they want to be muzzled. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, I see it as. It's a muzzle, man. It look like a muzzle. It look like a muzzle. It's like you're being muzzled. Man, I be trying to talk to my moms, my fam. You know what I'm saying? But, ain't man, it's... Listen. They, they ain't trying to listen. Everybody gripped in fear. They gripped in fear. They, they have no confidence in their immune system. They have no confidence in their immune system. I mean, it's like, yeah. really, the human body is an amazing creation. A, a, a disease cannot exist in an alkaline environment. If you are that concerned about your health, then stop eating all this processed food. Stop eating all this diseased meat. Okay, this meat ain't been killed right and everything. That's another reason why they're so gripped in fear, because the meat that they're eating has, is, is, is uh, soaked in fear. You know, And these are things like that. Just start adopting a more healthier lifestyle. Drink a lot more water. But, you know, hey, who am I to talk? Anyway, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Get, go ahead. I'm oh no, nah, you're good. No, I was just, I was just gonna say, man, if you need any assistance with anything, uh, I'm, I'm trying to uh, head down to Savannah to see my daughter and everything. Um, but you know, I got, I got the computer, got the printer. I do a whole lot of administrative work if you need or whatever, man. Like, you know, okay. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm on the path for, uh, you know, claiming my nationality. I just took my passport photo today. So like I I gotta hit up uh, RV Bay Publication, send that application out. Uh, you know what I'm saying when I when I get to the uh, when I get to Savannah and all that. Cause, yeah, okay, that's it, what's it, up. That's what's up. I'm right here for you, man. Okay, I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's your comment. Probably. Yeah, yeah. That's all. All I right, all right. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, thank you, thank you. All right, hit me up. Hit me an email. High frequency blog talk at gmail dot com. Send me your name, your number, and all that, and I'll hit you up. Okay. I right. I appreciate you some peace, man. Peace to the gods. I, I, hey, peace, peace, peace. Let me go on to the phone line three two three sixty three seventy eight. High frequency blog talk at gmail dot com. Send me your name, your number, and all that, and I'll hit you up. Okay. Three zero. Oh, they got a party going on over there. Let me let me blow them. I'm trying to get three two three sixty three seventy eight. Turn your music down in the background. Turn the radio down in the background. Answer the phone. Hello. Yeah, you on, brother? What's going on? Hey, what's up, users? Hey, what's happening? <laughs> Nothing. You, what's going on? Usually, I'll go in and get into the greetings and all that, but. I spent eighty dollars on your website. Well, my okay. mom did, and okay. we got the platinum membership, but we haven't had okay. access to it ever since we bought it. Okay, so let me get no, let me do some customer service right now for you. Let's see. Uh, let's see. And first thing I want you to tell me is whose name is it in your name or your mom's name? My mom. Dear right. Ward. Well, let's look at that. What's the, what's the last name? Ward. W-A-R-D. W-A-R-D? Yes. Okay, let's see what we got. Okay, you say what, what was her first name again? 
Deirdre. D-E-I-D-R-A. Uh, we have Beatrice Ward. Uh, let's see. You say Ward, W-A-R-D, is that how you spell the last name? Yes, sir. That's not a Victor. I see a Victor. Uh, no. Okay, you got an email. Let me see your email. What email did y'all use to sign up with? Uh, I emailed you and my mom emailed you. We emailed you like 20 times, like literally. Okay, let's see. Okay, the email is which is dtruth7695 oh. at gmail.com. Dtruth. And did y'all, talk, did y'all do PayPal or a credit card? PayPal. Okay, PayPal. You need a second. I think I'm pulling up. Yeah, I do. I think I'm pulling up something, but I don't see a name. Hold on. That's why you think I I went and got office. I got staff coming (laughs) in and everything. It's like I can't do it by myself no more. Y'all killing me. All right, let's let's see. uh, Yeah. So you say you did what y'all did with credit card? That's what you said? No. PayPal. 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 Way in March. In March, all right. All right. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. All right. But anyway, now that that's out the way, well, what's a deal? I see right here. Well, the reason y'all, well, first of all, you canceled your account. That's number one, why you probably don't have access to it. No, we have access to everything except the platinum stuff. We didn't cancel the account. We have access to everything except the platinum content. I'm I'm looking at it right now. Canceled April 17, 2020. But I will will send you, um, just, just, we can talk about that. Let me see. Y'all had it. Looked like y'all had it for about. Did on March, you kept it one month and canceled it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Wow. So, what you I'll do, you know, y'all have to be. Well, yeah. you can't have access if you cancel the account. But, you know, email me if y'all want to, like, do something and uh, I'll uh, I'll pull this up now that I got it. I, I can see and I can look and see how many, I can see how many times y'all logged in and everything. You know, I got all that information. But y'all cancel the account. Yusuf. I don't cancel the Yusuf. account. Y'all cancel. Y'all cancel. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't cancel. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is we never had access to the platinum. We had access to the site, okay, but we could right. never get to the platinum stuff. Y'all couldn't get to we it. Got, we okay, all right. All right, but okay, all right. No, I'll, 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 I, will, I will give you – okay, I, here and now I see you and everything. Okay, I see you. Thank mm-hmm. you. But mm-hmm. he had a question. Yeah, I see you right here. I yeah, do have a question. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to get that over with because we've been trying to get in touch. Yeah, with go you. ahead. What's your question? All right. <laughs> What's so, your question? And I'm and listen, I'm giving y'all a free month, so just tell her to go log in and uh, she'll be able to log in, all right, while I'm talking. Right, so go ahead. Appreciate it. All right. So all right, go ahead. I'm, I'm 16, and I want to – I'm going to be a billionaire, and I want to do it through real estate. But 
when I turn 18, I want to, when I get my bank account and stuff like that, I want to make sure that I do it and build my credit. I want to make sure that I do it private. And, I, and I've been right. studying it for almost a year. And I don't need to know how to do the secure process or anything like that. I just need to know. So you're trying, we, well, let me make sure I understand. We're talking about credit right now. We're talking about yes. credit. That's what, that's what yes. we're talking about. All right. And, and you said, yeah, so basically credit, you asked me, you said you want to do it privately. So you asked me about what you really asked me about is a CPN number, a credit privacy number. CPN number, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got to be they, what you, uh, now go ahead. What do you say? Basically, I want to, um, Basically, I want to make sure that when I'm building my real estate business, I want to build it in the private, basically a business trust. Okay. Well, I want. Well, when you build, well, you got you got you got. The first thing I must strongly suggest that you do is study the subject, because you know you got to have trustees, you know, for a business trust. Okay, it's not something that you're gonna do by yourself. So. You have to look at a business mm-hmm. trust as just like having a business, okay? It's a business, mm-hmm. you know, with employees and things of that nature. They, it's very, very much similar to a corporation. They're very similar. There are some differences uh, that make make them different, but they are run, ran pretty much the same. You know, uh, with a corporation, you have uh, uh, the investors, and then with a, uh, um, you know, uh, a trust, you have the board of trustees. You know, you got... You know, you got things, uh, you know, very similar type things that are going on between the two. So the first thing, I, I can't do a class on it right now here, but I'm going to try to explain it best I can, is that, you know, you have to, first of all, understand what it is, okay, what adventure is, what property you're going to be putting in trust. You have some money, right? Mm-hmm. You have, because that's what's going to attract trustees to come and administrate your trust for you, Okay. If you're going to do a business that, that trust, now you can do a was, yeah. now you can do a family like a family a family trust is something that's good to start out with because it helps you understand that the family is a business and then y'all can run your family through the business and so forth. Into that that yesterday, and to get yeah, you know that's what I would office. I would suggest that route. You know, starting out until y'all get comfortable with that and you want to branch out and do something else. You can because now you have all the members in your family that can occupy all the mm-hmm. positions, and now everybody in the family can participate in the administration of the trust and the administration of the affairs of the family. And this will help also bring okay. the family together closer and, you know, things of that nature. But you can do that. Yeah, that's, you know, it's on my website. I'm, I'm opening up the account for you. You know, y'all need to go on SBC University website, and then I've you go over into. for the longest. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm that, opening it up for you right now. I see, I see what the problem was. It was um, because, uh, y'all are right. Y'all weren't able to uh, log in. It was something that the system didn't. Um, it took your payment, but it didn't. Um, uh, your creation date was. It was an error on it. Okay, but I just cleared it all. We were supposed to have access for a month, but we had access to it for all this time. We just don't have access to the right. content. I, I see the problem. I see the problem. I see the problem. Yeah, you know how to explain. I got you. All right. All right, and um, let's see, right here, July. And that Airbnb deal with the, you know, the pay to come out with you, he's looking forward to that if you offer that. 
Y'all want to do that? Yeah. Y'all, y'all want to do that? Oh, yeah, that reminds me of what I was going to say. Because I remember one of your videos, you were saying something about you want to um, get this knowledge out to everybody to where they can understand. And I was I wanted to say right. to you that you should really focus on the young people because someone like me who sees the trap, sees that before I'm 18 and start signing stuff and, and get myself into the public, I need to understand that stuff before I turn 18 and before I enter the comments game. Excuse me, can I interrupt for a second? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, so, young man, I'm amazed, and you're a beautiful person, and you have a brilliant mind. However, you're mixing a bunch of different subjects. Trust is a subject. Credit yeah. is a subject. Trust administration is a subject. Totally separate from trust itself. Then, if you want to talk about public and private, that's another subject. So, so you're on the right path. I'm oh, not, let I'm me, not oh, saying okay. you're wrong at all. Go ahead. Oh, I, what I want to say is I understand that there are different subjects, and I understand the difference between public and private. But the question that I asked Yusuf earlier is how do I build a real estate business and make sure that uh, oper- that I make and make sure that I'm. I tell you how. Okay, well, the, the, like, the first thing truck. is. I'm just basically the asking first you thing, to confirm if it's what, uh, why, why are you getting a trust? Are you you're getting a trust because you're going to accumulate capital from for investors, or, and you're going to in turn go out and acquire some uh, property with it? You know, that would be the questions that I would ask you. What are you trying to do a business trust for to acquire real estate? Not because that's what a real estate investment trust is. It's essentially a business mm-hmm. trust. All right. So the thing is, is that, you know, you, what, what do you have it? What type of resources do you have at your disposal? Be my first question. Do you already have some money uh, that you can invest in something or are you working with no capital and you're looking to start to acquire capital, which is okay. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, where you, but you, but you got to understand where are you beginning at? The first step with me in anything is getting knowledge. You have to become an expert in your field. If you're going to do real estate, then you have to study nothing but real estate. That's what I would suggest that you do first and foremost is don't just read every book. That's what I did. I read every book. I listened to guru after guru after guru, um, uh, audio tapes, um, all the way back to Carlton Sheets, you know, and, and his, uh, his thing. I was just listening to everybody. And believe it or not, a lot of those gurus got good information. And if you, but the only problem with it is most people don't execute on it because, you know, 90% of the people – Go to seminars, don't do anything that they learned in the seminars. Only like 10% of the people, 10 or 15% of the people actually do something. All right. So that's the thing. You know, it's like getting people to act like Ron LeGrand. He used to have a, a program where he come in, he'd make people get on the phone and make phone calls and do all the things that were necessary to make that first sale. There is a brother on the internet. Um, it is a commercial. Uh, I'm a definitely. Uh, Suggest that you watch this by the thing is commercial real estate advisors, commercial real estate advisors. By the way, I got y'all. I got y'all account back up. Y'all can log in. You have access. I gave y'all a Thank month. You. Okay. I okay. Uh, commercial property advisors. I go to that All website. Right. This this is a brother. Yeah, this is a brother. Mm-hmm. He is a beast, and he is um. Hey man, he's he's like the best person on the internet. All the stuff that I've learned. I'm listening to him. He's giving away a lot of information for free. 
He also has a um, okay. a mentor program. Um, a lot of people, you know, it, it's kind of pricey, his mentor program. However, it is something um, I understand why he does what he does, because if you're serious about getting in that particular field, then, yes, I would advise you to get involved in commercial real estate. Um, so I would advise that. you. Yeah, I would advise. Another thing you can do um, that I always tell people to look at is becoming a CCIM, a CCIM, a, a certified commercial that? investment member. It's a God. certified commercial what, what, investment what is, member. It's kind of like a, it's like a high end real estate agent where you're only dealing with like millions of dollars of property and everything. Go to CCIM.com. You know, Yusuf, it's crazy that you're telling me all this because I'm. I, it's crazy because I've I've literally thought about everything you just said. But what stopped me is yesterday I was talking to my mom. I was telling her I don't want to focus my energy into studying real estate, and then I get mad, and then I get mad because I did something to where I'm operating in the. It's something like when, like right now, we're about to buy a house. We can see the traps, but since we're not educated enough, I basically should say, we don't know how to maneuver around it. Like, we know the mortgage is bad. We know how they get money off of us, and we know that they're about to make double money off of us off of it. But we just do not know how to stop it. It's stuff like that. I'm studying. I'm going to be studying into real estate and then not have much knowledge into public and private, studying being a secure party. Yeah, listen, I it takes, like I'm going to tell people like this, it takes at least three years of consistent study to be, be functionally literate with all these subjects we're talking about. You're talking about securitization of um, mortgages. You know, I'm very comfortable with that term now. In the beginning, I wasn't. I didn't really understand what securitization was. Um uh, but now I do. I know exactly what it is. Um, I understand how they monetize debt and, you know, what they mean when they say they didn't loan you anything. You know, they didn't really loan you anything. You know, all those are subjects that require a lot of study um, to get an so understanding. Uh, hmm? so well, I'm always going to suggest that. I would, I would tell you this on how you're going to make a living for yourself first. Okay. Make that your primary objective. Focus on something that makes a lot of money. You said real estate. Okay, that's why I'm making some of these suggestions for you. Okay, do not get involved in something that doesn't generate a lot of money. Okay, there are some uh, professions that you can get into, like having a job doesn't, you know, you can't get rich having a job or unless you're an athlete or something like that or, um, you know, cutting hair, you know, not to down people who cut hair or anything. However, unless you're going on a chain of barbershops or something like that, you know, the likelihood of you becoming, you know, very wealthy uh, is not, is not that great. You know, however, you know, that's, that's my, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's like, if you want to make money, then you have to do something in a field that makes money. That's like my mentor explained to me. He said, you know, don't be, um, you know, uh, all, uh, you know, uh, worshiping these athletes and these uh, entertainers. You say, hell, just do something that makes as much money as they do. And he's absolutely correct. You know, you can spend just as much energy um, learning how to do real estate as opposed to something else. You know, it's the same amount of effort it takes. Okay, well, just spend your time, you know, learn how to invest in real estate. And then learn how to take action, too, because procrastination is a major problem with people. 
you got to be that. You know, I'm the kind of person I pull the trigger. I pull the trigger in a second on all kind of stuff. You know, I've, I've spent money on things um, left and right that I have no idea about, you know, because I'll invest in it. I'm like, okay, let's see if it works. And then it'll end up working, you know, but it's only because, you know, I was willing to take the risk. You know, there is no reward without risk. Okay. And then also you have to be focused on something. You have to identify what you want. What do you want? Okay. And once you identify that, then take the steps necessary to go into achieve and go into uh, to achieve it. But you got to you got to pick something. And I would um, another good book to read. I'm going to suggest because it keeps flashing in my mind as I'm talking to you is a book called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Wallace. I read it. And he kind of, and he talks about that. You know, getting certain industries and things of that nature. Excellent it's book. Nice. It had a real big impact on me. Still has a big impact on me. That Think and Grow Rich. Um, the Master Key by Charles Ann L. Um, and some that. other books that, you know, that I've read and everything, you know, they had a big, big influence on me as far as, you know, having a positive mental attitude and understanding that thought is what really creates the wealth. That's a, that you've got to understand that it is the thoughts that are creating the wealth. It is think and grow rich, not work hard and grow rich. It's think and grow rich. Not work hard. A lot of the uh, things that you've been given are false. These false precepts like, oh, you need to work hard. No, you don't need to work. The only, okay, I'll put it like this. The only thing you need to work hard at is learning how to think. Thinking is the most laborious activity that you can engage in. That's why people use their mind more than people do, uh, make more money than people who do physical labor. The people Mm -hmm. that use their mind are always going to be the biggest money makers. Because thinking is a laborious activity. A very few people like to do it. And if you think it's easy, then I, I challenge anybody out there, think of a uh, picture something in your mind, like a candle, and keep that image in your mind for 60 seconds without allowing another image to invade your mind. That right there is a, just a sample test where you can see that you don't got as much control over your mind as you think you do. But only until using exercises and learning how to focus, because we're talking about focus right now, I, when you learn how to focus your energies and everything, you're going to be successful in life. Okay, the only thing, the only, um, the only thing that's going to get you successful is you. It's not going to be anybody else or anything like that. It's identifying uh, a goal, a specific goal that you want, and then making sure that there's something in line with your passions. Because if you're not passionate about it, it's going to be hard to maintain any kind of persistence. You got to be persistent too. I, hard work never goes unrewarded. I, I know that for a fact. Hard work never goes unrewarded. I've been building this studio. I came and got a studio. I'm going to do live streams and interviews here, and I've been working on it for about a week, you know. And it's been a it's been I've been coming up with challenges and everything, but you know, I know that I'm I'm wondering how it's going to go. You know, are people going to like it? You know, are we going to be professional? I'm getting some cameramen and stuff in here and and things like that. But I'm like, I don't know how it's going to go, but Forget it. I'm just going to do it. You know, you got to live life. You know, life is about an experience. You're having an experience. You're having an experience. Enjoy the experience. You're alive. That's why I don't like this COVID-19 thing, because they're trying to make the world a dark place, a place of disease, a place of unhappiness, a place of fear. You know, they make they doing this to the world. And that's what, that's what I got against it. And I got something against people who just succumb to it. I don't don't make me as weak as you are. 
just because you that, just because you want to bow, bend the knee, and bow down, I don't think that all of us have to. Because you ain't got no backbone. See, but that's the flaw. I hear a flaw in what you're saying, though, you see, because basically what, what I heard you. You said I, I, I told you that I was I had a I was trying to figure out where to focus my energy. Right. I understand that it's in real estate. What my problem with that is if I focus my energy into real estate, because I know in order to become a billionaire, you have to become in an industry that can produce that for you, and that's real estate. Well, in my mind, I thought of real estate. Well, the more people, so, the more people that you can serve, you become a billionaire. You got to serve a lot of people. You got to be able to serve. The more people you can serve, the more money you're gonna make. So go ahead. Okay, you're right, and I know that. And I already before I studied sovereignty, I was already studying real estate. But I stopped studying real estate to study study sovereignty because I noticed that I even though I found out how even though I found out that being an entrepreneur gets you out the rat race, I found out that I was still going into the rat race because I don't know the difference between public and private. Now, that's why I was saying but it's a flaw in what you're saying because you're telling me to focus my energy into real estate. But, I'm, but what I'm saying is if I do that, I'm going to run into a road to where I should have known the difference between public and private. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm saying – well, okay, I understand what you're trying to say. I, I agree. When I say study real estate, you need knowledge. You got to be able to take care of yourself. You have to have some sort of skill. Okay. A lot of people get involved with this secure party stuff and they become like vagabonds and wandering around and, you know, and constantly get into a, a okay, blame yeah, okay, game. Okay. Let me ask you a question. To you know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Now I see why. Okay. I see why you're saying that. Okay. Let me ask you a question so it could clarify what I'm trying to get through. Okay. How do I mix? Real estate and secure party. How do I make a living off of those two? Because those are the two things that well, I'm not I don't. Uh, those are my. Well, things. I don't. I don't. I, well, first of secure all, party. secure party is 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 not nothing really. You gonna be making a living off of. You know, it's not mm-hmm. a living. I'm making money off of because I teach it. But I mean, but are you talking about going out actively party. utilizing? And let me let me hold on. Let me say something to you. Okay, HDR 192 of June 5th, 1933, Public Law 73-10. Is there anything in there that talks about uh, buying and selling and anything like that? It only talks no, about sir. discharging debt, discharging debt. Yes, sir. All right, that's it. Okay, so all this other stuff that people be coming up with, like I'm going to get a car or I'm going to buy some property, because that's what a lot of people, I think that's what you're alluding to. How can I use secure party and go out and give me a whole bunch of free shit? I'm going to tell you straight up, you're not. You're going to get a lot of pushback and shit like that. You're not. Right? You're not. Okay, you're not. Okay, if you're looking for a free ride, there is no such thing as anything free in the universe. It don't exist nowhere. That's, People that's who why think I, it is, they're crazy. They're crazy. I, I know you know what I'm saying? They're crazy. They think that they're going to get something for nothing It's because the universe abhors a vacuum. There's no such thing as something for nothing. There's no such thing. You're right. That's why even in all your religious texts, in, in Islam, they talk about zakat, which means to give. In your Christianity, in order to, you have to give in order to receive. Because it's that, that phrase is talking about a law of nature, a reciprocity, that in order for something to come to you, something had to go out. Because there is no vacuum. But I, I understand so there's nothing that. free. But I'm not, I'm not right, using a secure party to buy anything. 
I know, I understand that. It's just like you. Okay, you but said, secu- well, then the you should be looking at you should be looking right. at secure party as a way to protect yourself. Exactly. Right. You should be looking at it as a way to protect that's yourself. That's that's okay, what I'm talking so about. Okay, so I'll give you an example. You could you you could you could theoretically use it when you sit down and and buy get a mortgage. Okay, the promissory note is a negotiable instrument. Okay, if you are a secure party and you have something in the commercial chamber to make a claim, you can make a claim on that instrument. There is something called claims to an instrument, UCC 3-30, what is it, 306, mm-hmm. I believe, claims to an instrument. Is that it? UCC uh, 3-306. I'm looking, my mom's looking at it right now. All right. It's called claims to an instrument. Okay. Yes, that right, is so correct. The reason, all right, now, you don't get your promise. You used to get your yeah. checks back. Your mother probably knows knows about this. There used to be a time where people would write checks and they would the bank would send them back to you. Okay, because you have to give the instrument back because it's negotiable. That's why they'll cancel the check. Okay, but if it's not canceled and it's just floating around, somebody else can get it and they can make a presentment for payment on it because they're negotiable. Okay, they're negotiable. <laughs> that promissory note that you're signing at the mortgage table is negotiable. But if you so it's like this, I give you a very simple analogy. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you have um you're walking in front of me and the twenty dollar bill drops out of your pocket. The twenty dollar bill mm-hmm. is a promissory note, it's no different than the promissory note you sign at the mortgage table. They're both promissory notes. Uh it's crazy you said. I came to that conclusion today in my study they, when I was, I was just talking to my mom, and I said exactly what you just said. So we can now, go also, when you go to the... Note. I was, yeah, also, okay, so that alludes into the question I was going to ask you after. I was going to ask you, so in the closing with the mortgage and all time that... Time out, time you, out, time out, time out, oh, time out, time out. Time out. Time out. Listen, so we got to have some type of conversation etiquette. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, not saying what you ain't saying is right, but you have to let the person finish the before or even even kind of halfway conclude the thought before you interrupt or or go into it. But but y'all on the same page. You got a brilliant mind, yeah, man. But 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 you understand what you're saying between. This is the difference between knowledge and wisdom. So he done been there and done that. So just let him finish his thought. Then you can come in. I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. You are, you are my right. Bad. You are. Okay. All right. So so this I'm using the, the example of a, you find a $20 bill. This is claims to an instrument out of UCC. How are you going to put a claim on an instrument? You're going to put it on a UCC3, okay, which is a collateral ad. You're going to check the box collateral ad because it's your property. Okay, it's your property. Okay, so I'll give you an example. You have a $20 bill. You're walking in front mm-hmm. of me. It drops out of your pocket. I walk behind you. I pick it up. And you turn around and say, hey, that's my $20 bill. And I say, I don't know what you're talking about. It's my $20 bill. He said, I just dropped it out of my pocket. I said, I don't know what you're talking about, man. And so a police just happens to walk by, and you call over the officer, and you say, officer, I, I dropped this accidentally on the ground. This gentleman picked it up, and now he won't return it to me. I'm making a claim on this instrument. So the officer turns to me, and he says, is this true? And I say, I don't know what he's talking about. And so the officer turns back to you and says, sir, do you have any proof of your claim? Proof of claim. 
Okay. And he say, wow. you say, yes, I do. And then you say, yes, I do, officer. I just happened to put this $20 bill on a photocopier machine, and I had taken it down to the courthouse and filed it in the evidence file on my case. And here it is. As you can see, officer, here is the exact same $20 bill that he has on his hand. It has the exact same serial numbers. Now, officer, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, if I if this uh, how did I get this copy of this twenty dollar bill that is unique in all of the world? If it never was in my possession, how did I get a photocopy of it? And me and this gentleman happen to be just standing here and right in front of each other. If I'm not telling the truth, who do you think who who do you think is more believable in that situation? The you person are. with the documentation. You got proof of claim, but if you ain't got no proof of claim, I ain't got to give shit back to you. Promissory notes are negotiable; they float all over the place. That's why you have to establish that you're the holder in due course. So the reason why you are becoming a secure party is to establish in commercial transactions that you are the holder in due course. The reason that you are the holder in due course is because all money comes from you. All of these negotiable instruments, you out here signing your name on all of them. You signing your name on receipts. You you writing up. You are signing your name when you do credit card purchases. You you putting your signature on every fucking thing. And ninety percent of the stuff that you put in your signature on are negotiable instruments. Okay. Okay. So, in other words, I that credit has to return back to you. But the only way that it will return back to you is if you can prove that you're the holder in due course. Because if you can't prove it, then the next person can can make a claim that they are the holder in due course. That's why y'all oh, ain't getting y'all okay. shit back. I see. You. Okay. Now there is oh, a there is a there, there is a book called the Banker's Handbook. Let me substantiate what I'm going to say because I don't like to just talk. What's it called again? The Banker's Handbook. It's called the Banker's Handbook. Uh, let's see if it's on the internet. Uh, I think this is it right here, Bank Officer's Handbook. I'm putting it in the chat room right now for all those people who are watching. Oh, the Banker's Handbook. Right there. All right. I want you to go in that mm-hmm. book. It's the Bank Officer's Handbook of Commercial Banking within the United States. All right, containing mm-hmm. the uh, containing the secret rules to aid in the creation of money out of thin air. Okay, so if you go down in here, you want to yes, yeah, a PDF. I just put it on the online. I put it. I just put the link in the uh, in the chat of you on Facebook on my Facebook page. You can look you right there. I just put it on there. And what I and the section I want you to go to, I want you to go to the section on holder and do course. And in this section on holder and do course. Uh-huh. Well, I'm just looking at it right now. I'm trying bank holding company. Just looking for the holder and due course section. It's a big book, it's a real big book. Like the liabilities of parties to commercial paper. Let's see. Documents This is a real good book. Holder and due course. So you go right here on page um, 22 in Roman numerals. 22 in the Roman numerals, holder in due course, holder in due course requirement, 16-2. So it tells you where to go. Okay, the holder in due course requirement, taken without notice of a defect in defense, definition of notice, what constitutes notice of claim or defense. Okay, all of these things. All right, so holder in mm-hmm. due course, which is UCC 3-311, I believe. Is that it? UCC 311. Let's go to 16-3 right here. Or no, it's UCC 3-302. I'm sorry. 
uh, and you go to 1611, and down here it'll tell you, okay, 1611, 16.11. You'll see right here. All right, right. Okay, I see, I see. Sixteen point dash. I think it's sixteen dash eleven. Sixteen dash eleven. It's the long book. <laughs> yeah, it's long. And the reason I'm telling you to do this because it explains what you have to do to become a holder in due course. And um. The thing about it is, is you have to put a notice out. That's why the first thing in the subheading you're going to see is notice. Everything is based on notice. If you don't get proper mm. notice of your, of, your, of your claim to an instrument, somebody else can make that claim. And that is why we're doing the secure party process, because somebody else is making that claim to your birth certificate, and it is the United States government. How do you think that they are monetizing everything and making you debtors and making y'all U.S. citizens? They're taking your birth certificate, and they're uh, collateralizing it, and making that present, they're basically essentially pawning it, pawning it over mm-hmm. to the Federal Reserve. Okay, the Federal Reserve are printing Federal Reserve notes. That's why when you look on your Social Security card, the number on the back of your Social Security card matches the serial number on the money because you're the guarantors. Those are death debt paper, and the guarantors for the repayment of that debt are the U.S. citizens. Okay. Which is on that Social Security card. All right. Okay. Let me, uh, I, 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 and I, I wanted to read this to you. Hold on. This is so big. Let me go back up here and look again. This is a, let me look at it again. Because I, I lost I'm my place. I'm scrolling. I was sitting there explaining it to you and lost my place. So let me, let me start back over. Because I want to, I want to hammer this point home. I want to hammer it home. I want to hammer it home like a, a hammer on a nail. So we're looking at it. We're looking at, what is it? Page 22. Where is it? 20. This one is Holder in due course. Okay, here it is. Holder in due course is 16-2. 16.01. 16-2. Let me look at it again. That's why I need to do it. I need to grab it all on this right here. If y'all see the what I'm looking at. All right, right here, 16.2, rights of the holder in due course. Okay, 16.20, 16.01. Persons who cannot qualify as, as, as holders in due course. There are three categories of purchases of instruments who cannot become holders in due course. A person who purchases an instrument at a judicial sale or gets through legal process such as attachment or the like cannot be a holder in due course. And this is interesting. This is the rule. These right here, all... All you got to do is you got to look at this as you play a monopoly, and these are the rules of the monopoly game. It's real interesting once your mind expands and you kind of understand that you're playing a game. And you have rights of a holder mm-hmm. in due course, freedom from conflicting claims, freedom from defenses, uh, defenses of parties with whom the holder in due course has. I mean, it just tells they thought of everything, real and personal defenses, categories of real defenses. And I wanted to get into this uh, claims to an instrument. They discuss that, and they tell you they tell you very clearly that you have to do it up front. You can't do it after the fact. 
You can't later on okay. issue an instrument and then later put a claim on it after you've issued it and somebody else has taken it. Because let me read it to you. It's real easy. When you read UCC 3-302, these are the, these are the UCCs that you have to uh, read. UCC 3-302. All right, so when you read Holder in due course, it tells you, okay, subject to subsection C and section 3106D, Holder in due course means the holder of an instrument if, one, the instrument when issued or negotiated to the holder does not bear such apparent evidence of forgery or alteration or is not otherwise so irregular or incomplete as to call into question its authenticity. Now, we have two things here. We have a holder and a holder in due course. A holder is different than a holder in due course. Okay, a holder in due course is superior to a holder. Okay, but if a holder receives an instrument and it's not forged, it doesn't have forgery, okay, that's number one. Number two, the holder took the instrument, one, for value, two, in good faith, three, without notice that the instrument is overdue or has been dishonored or that there is an uncured default with respect to payment of another instrument issued as a part of the same series, Five, without notice that the instrument contains an unauthorized signature, this is why people say fraud is permitted in the UCC, because you can take an instrument. That's what that banker told me. A lot of those fake checks when people's out there um, uh, doing uh, check hiding and things like that, they're real negotiable instruments. Those are real so negotiable instruments. No the dude the bank told me that. They can use it. They can use it. They say, yeah, it's not a claim. We have abandoned, they abandoned funds, essentially. <laughs> Okay, and then it go. That's why I think they never stop check fraud. They can stop it real easily, but they ain't tried. Okay, it says without notice, and then right here is number five is the one you want to look at. Without notice of any claim to the instrument described in section three three zero six, and number six without notice of any party that has a defense or claim in recoupment and described in three three zero five. So if you don't have, if there's no notice of a claim on that instrument, they become the holder in due course. It's telling you the rules right there. That is why you are becoming a secure party and doing all the things that you're doing. All the people out there who are talking and who do not, that's why I say people don't understand secure parties. They don't know what they're talking about. 90% of those guys out there, they don't even read the fucking UCC. They're teaching you about security agreements and, uh, you know, filing UCC1s and UCC3s and all this kind of stuff. Ain't none of them reading the, uh, the Uniform Commercial Code, starting with a holder of new course. We're talking about negotiable instruments because we're essentially talking about private banking. Because everybody is being viewed as a merchant because you are all dealing in mm. commercial paper every day. You are U.S. citizens. All yeah, Those Federal Reserve notes that you're using allows them to uh, have an operational presumption that you are a merchant. Mm. Okay. All right. Anyway, okay. that's going to be it for today, y'all. I'm going to read this 1 o'clock in the morning. I got I to gotta get out of here, y'all. I'm not even at, at the house. I got to get home. All right. Time out. Time out. Time out. I just want to say thank you. You answered my question. Time out. Time Go ahead, out. brother. Go ahead. What you gonna say, bro? What you gonna say? Okay. So, 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 I I just want to talk to the young man, and I want to let you know that. When okay. Go ahead. Men, I need the restroom. Go ahead. <laughs> go go ahead. It'll be a minute. So so when me and Yusuf was coming up, it wasn't this type of knowledge disseminated on a vast. So you may have to join like the Mason group or Moore group or whatever the case may be. This type of knowledge wasn't given to the average person. So with the invent of Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, like it, it, it came about to control us. However, mm-hmm. our people, our, our people built the pyramids. So of course we're going to 
rise above that. So relish the fact that you can go through this experience with your mother. I know when you first brought it to us, she's like, bro, what are you talking about? But as she became aware, as you say, I already know because I've been through the same struggle. So as she came aware, she was like, okay, well, maybe it'd be something to this. So let me give my son some credible information. Let me let, let me do some research and maybe study and maybe, okay, there's some credibility to what he's saying. So then when mm-hmm. she can get on a forum such as this and you can say the UCC, and we all know what you're talking about, when you can say, you know, you you just you just say relative terms, and you like okay, and then you got your mama on the computer looking it up. I already know, you know, she on the computer <laughs> yeah. looking it up. So so she's like okay, we ain't had no access. We want to know about trust. All I'm saying is, take it in steps. Like you got, like okay. even in ten years you yeah, were you got to. Man. Even in ten years you were young man. We we grew up during the age of crack, bro. Like they the same drug they was telling us not to sell, they was giving to our kids. We didn't have this information. So now that you have this, like you're the next step. My daughter's young, she's seven, you know what I'm saying? You can you can you'll be the next springboard because that's what Secure Party is about. The judge Dale knocking in. You know that you know it's about building on information learned because they change things all the time. So just because you learn something now won't mean it's that same way forever. But it's about the yeah. principles, the laws of nature. Yeah, yeah. Build off of that. Yeah. And 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 once you building off of that, like you can you can be the person that teaches the next generation because. They coming out with microchips. They coming out with whatever. Woo, woo, woo. I don't. Even, I can't even fathom that. Just like in the in 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 the nineteen sixties, they maybe couldn't fathom. <laughs> it's a growth process. Just grow. You on a brilliant track. I don't want to discourage you, but I'm gonna tell you right now, your road gonna be hard, bro. It's gonna be hard, but you on the true path of enlightenment. Thank you. I appreciate And let that. me say this. And let me say this. Um, if I had to pick a subject, because when I go back and I think how I learned all this, it was like, you know, it I, stuff was coming from all over the place because of where I was at. But if I had to do it all over again, the first thing that I would study is trust. Because everything you're dealing with trust, you're dealing with either constructive trust, implied trust, some sort of trust, trust being used all around you all the time. And then I study negotiable instruments, bonds and promissory notes and learn that you learn those things, you know, you know, and then you come in and you can understand. I, I, I studied for about 18 months before I did my first filing, but it was cause I didn't understand a lot of things. All this stuff was mm-hmm. foreign to me. But after a while, mm-hmm. it's really not complex. Anybody can learn it. It sounds complex when you may be listening to somebody talk and the words they're using and order a new course and, you know, claims to an instrument and equity and, you know, all these words you hear being thrown around. But it's like anything, you know, once you learn it, it's okay. It's, 
Uh, you know, it's, you know, it's just X, Y, and Z. It ain't that complex. You know, you make it sound like it's complicated. It's really not. You know, it's not. It's not like Chinese, like learning Chinese or anything like that. It's pretty simple. And as a matter of fact, it's real fun to me. You know, that's why a lot of people, when they begin to understand it, they stay in it so much because when they understand it, when that light switch goes off, it becomes to be an enjoyable subject to participate in, and it will definitely make you a better business person. As as like yeah. an example. Starting off, you know, when I had an issue with these guys with the rental furniture, all my training coming from Secure Party, that's what I utilize, you know, dealing with the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, um, you know, uh, dealing with mortgage situations and things like that. All that came to bear in that particular situation. With the, and my only goal was not to sue him and get him in the court. It was to make him capitulate and do the right thing, and what they did in the I end, you know. And, and I got to tell you, Look, Yusuf, it's, it's definitely helpful having someone to, to bounce stuff off of because he and I have sat here and came to the conclusion that it was trust that we need to study. But it's nice yeah. to hear you confirm it. It's nice to hear you confirm yeah, that it. Was, yeah, that was my question. That, that was my initial question in the beginning. Just That's, that's how I was asking. Yeah, it's how trust. I, trust. I, I would, I would care party. Because the reason we want to study trust because you got to know what a trust is so you can identify because sometimes a trust is right in your face and you don't see it and you don't know it's I a trust. But, but, but once you learn the subject of, like for instance, the Federal Reserve Act, uh, people who read the Federal Reserve Act, I look at the Federal Reserve Act and differently. I say, this is a damn trust document. They just call, put it through it in the, in the, into the statute and called it a, you know, an act. But it's a damn trust. Somebody else wrote this shit. Like they talk about them guys on um, on Jack, Jekyll Island and all that. It came up with, yeah, I believe it. And they wrote it in the form of a trust. It's a trust. Yeah. And I, the reason I know why, because I read so many trusts. I mean, I'm like, damn, this reads just like a trust document. So that's just an example. You'll start to see like, yeah, this is a fucking trust. And you begin to see with a different pair of eyes. It's, that's why I say study trust first, because it's going to help you see with the right eyes on the paperwork that you're looking at. It's gonna help you a lot. It's gonna help you a lot. And public gratitude, and private is definitely gratitude. necessary. Thank you. All right, man. You welcome. I know you ready to go to school. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, one more. Yeah, thing. I gotta go, Last man. Thing, and it's quick. Last thing. All right, are go you ahead. Willing to have me fly to you, or you come out here? But I am willing. I want to meet you, and I'm willing to pay to meet you. Where you at? What city are you in? California. What city? You in L.A.? Cal- I come to L.A. Yeah. Can I come right. to LA? I will, sure. I will, <laughs> and I will pay for it. Because Love LA, man. Right. I, I do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah I do that. Yeah, I do that, man. I, I don't believe you. I believe you. Hey, I've been that. flown a lot. Hey, man, I've, I've been flown to Hawaii. My first time ever going to Hawaii. Somebody in Hawaii who listens to my show, I want to thank you. You flew me out Bobby. to Hawaii. All expenses paid. So uh, Waikiki, I couldn't believe it. I stayed there a week on the beach. I stayed two weeks actually, in Waikiki. I got I stayed so long I was bored of the damn place. But um, it was uh, it was definitely a trip to. Um, he just wanted to meet me, and it was uh, you know I, that's an experience I I really uh, cherish. And when that when he flew me out, because I'd never been to Hawaii before, and uh, I went back actually. I took an ex girlfriend. We went back again. So I've been twice. Um, but uh, okay. yeah, people fly me out That's all good. the time. You know what I'm saying? It's all cool. right, I'm gonna email you, and I, and I want you to right. get it because I've <laughs> sent you plenty emails. Hey man, I, you 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 and a million <laughs> other people. I'll be looking for it though. Okay. <laughs> all right, man. 
Take care. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. That's it for me. That is it for me. And, brother, I want to thank you for riding with me. I appreciate you, bro. All right. Peace to the guy. I love it. Thank you. Peace. I'll be back on tomorrow. Be back on tomorrow. All right, y'all. I want to. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. 